Okay, let 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 let's begin. Give me your beat. We're going in right now. Let's get it. We'll do some editing. We're recording. Everything sounds good though. You sound. You sound good too. I feel like with the headphones on, it's like we're in a tunnel together. It does. I yeah. like it though, because it doesn't. It's not too loud. You can hear yourself. I dig it. Is it too loud yeah. for you? No, I no, dig it. Fine. Like I if someone so. breaks in here right now, though, I'm gonna be off my game. <laughs> if somebody breaks in I'll here try not right to now, anxiety set Rask- Rascal will. Go yeah, crazy. I was gonna say if somebody oh, breaks in here right now, they're gonna have a bad day. Right. Because right. they're, they're yeah. two big dudes. <laughs> I got a couple big boys upstairs. Right. And a couple dogs. Fair enough. What's up, everybody? It is Saturday night, and this is the Espouse Podcast with Zach Moody, Life Connoisseur. Life Connoisseur. I'm Dave. And I'm Jade. Let's get into it. What's up, my dude? It's me. It's you. <laughs> it's Zach Moody. I do like Life Connoisseur. It has it, a ring to it. It does. It, it does. sounds good. I like it, man. It does. You're I a very, very interesting dude. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. You got a lot to talk to. Right now we're You're drinking. You're like the Aubrey Marcus of the west side of Cincinnati. That's a heavy title. And uh, yeah, but I mean, I appreciate it. Thank you. You're like a... You're like a free spirit, man. Pretty you know much. I mean? There's no hate in your blood. By accident. I, I mean, it. I really wanted to be like a mean, tough guy my whole life. It just didn't work out. I ended up chilling out. <laughs> Why'd you want to be a mean, tough guy, man? Let's get into I, that. I mean, I like know. back I in the day, did you deal with a lot of shit? Yes and no. I yeah. mean, like I had like great family, but I had like two moms. So there was definitely this like some part of me felt like I have to prove manliness all the time. Yeah. And it wasn't just two moms, it was like two moms and like a hundred sisters, and I mean, I was the only guy. So there was around. a lot. So of, maybe uh, yeah. that might have been part of it. I don't try to really go too deep into diagnosing myself because I think, like, ultimately, like, I don't know. I quit when I got real depressed. That's when I decided, like, you have to quit living your life as like a product of your story because, right. like, then you're always just going to tell yourself this fucked up story over and over again. Yeah. So, but yeah, I do like the idea that I, I have consumed a lot of life and a lot of different types of lives. I've been a lot of different people, a lot of different times in my life. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so that, that probably started with the, like, I had a vision of like, I want to be this country boy when I grow up. You yeah. Know? And I think that it's cause maybe my dad was that way, but I only ever met him like a handful of times when I was younger. And right. then I had like some run-ins in my teen years with him where we like tried to, get along but now we're awesome you know but you and your dad yeah oh yeah, really man yeah great relationship with my dad i don't see him like every day he lives out in indiana what uh like uh, how like when did he come into your life like back into your life like how old were you like now like recently a couple i mean years like ago, he always tried to like be in and out but he was like a barge captain you know what i mean mm-hmm. so he's gone like three wow. months at a time doing like one of the more dangerous jobs available to a man right so and he would come back like injured sometimes and stuff so i had to kind of put in my head that like this dude might not be alive like the next time, next time I, I get i hear yeah. from him you right. know so that that i think maybe i distanced myself from him more than i even needed to right. like throughout their divorce and everything like that but he was definitely not like here for my mom being gay which i get yeah. <laughs> you know he's like wait what yeah we, <laughs> so yeah we just uh, <laughs> uh we, our neighbors went through that recently yeah, right next door right next door they um she caught the gay Yes. Dang. Yes. Well, it's going, it goes around. It, well, it's in the water. Were, it was quick. It's in the it water. Was quick. It turns the freaking frogs gay. It's real. 
Well, they were like the ultimate oh, Catholics, and they yeah. were like, having, "Oh, that's what did it." They have a thing yeah. out front that's like, "We're Catholic and we vote." And then all of a sudden, she's like, "This is my girlfriend." Stickers we're on Catholic your car. We're gay. Stickers on your car. Like, listen to this Catholic radio station. All that. Like, like when they moved in, I called them the Duggars because they yeah, got like ten kids. Dude, and- literally the first day they moved in, um, I, they moved in that the house was for sale. They moved in, and uh, one of the fucking kids parked in our yard. No, so, they had a party. And people were parking in our grass in our yeah, yard. Yeah, like, so like right up against Catholic our house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Like right up against our house. Cut him a break. His mom's gay. Why? Well, I, I looked she at wasn't, she wasn't yet. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't yet. She was. Yeah, <laughs> she, she was. was. She's been all along. Yeah, I think. Maybe. So was that a cover up? Or she might have just got a hold of some good shit. Like yeah. it'll turn you. It'll really? Fuck your wife up. Yeah. Really? That's funny. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know where to go. That, that wang dang sweet poon tang, <laughs> as Mr. Nugent talks about. The wang dang poon tang. Uh, I'm drinking some Rangeis right now. What are we having? We're having peach doo-doo. What'd you call it? I, I thought it was dodo like the bird. It, it, is, it is dodo. But I it, like doo-doo Doo-doo's better. more fun. Yeah. All their, all more their, juvenile. Yeah, that's. I am mean, a better. juvenile. I'm a Same. juvenile. <laughs> Same. I tried to like become an adult recently. Yeah. And it's been weird. So, like, uh, we bought a new house. Where are you at a now? Huge life event. Not, like, what side of town? Like, still I know where here. you still, used to be. Yeah, yeah. We're still in the black hole of the west side. We're the still black here. hole of the west side. We looked all over, man, but it was like money it was like we can buy a freaking giant house, comparatively speaking. Right. The east side, to right? the east side, or even out in Indiana, like the prices out there are shooting up because I think. You know, southern Indiana has gotten hip. Like, oh, all of these people are scrambling out here for low taxes and right. lots of property and freedom, yeah. you know. And yeah. Ohio is... You don't have I neighbors mean, parking in your yard and shit out in Indiana. No. No. no maybe. Yeah. I, nah, you got a lot of land. I don't know. You know? I don't you could make a parking lot out be. front. It could be. But, yeah, we moved into, like, uh, we, looked at, we looked out, like, five acres, you know, giant middle of nowhere stuff. Yes. And then... Um, we like saw this house in a subdivision. We're like, "Oh, take a look at it." Right. And uh, the house itself, I loved. But like, when you open my door, you're in the Truman Show. It's like, boom, houses everywhere, busy street, sidewalks on both sides, and it's like, like my neighbor across the street, even Truman shows me. He's like, "Howdy ho, neighbor!" When he sees, oh, he me. does, yeah, yeah. Like guys. we joke about how much of like a micro city this, like it's a massive neighborhood. Yeah. But it was kind of the best of both worlds. Is like we get to live in the suburbs, but we still like it's like living in the city. Like right. you got to watch your shit drive pulling out of the driveway. Like it's it's busy, but busy. yeah, yeah. And it gets kind of busy back here in our neighborhood too. I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah, Have no, you, it was nice driving back here. You got like trees and stuff, <laughs> and there was like America, and there was like <laughs> there was a lot of America. There was like here. kids with dogs our running other down neighbor, the street. Our other neighbors got the uh, the police. I support the black, back the to blue flag. Right. Yeah, yeah. you know. So he's yeah. letting you know what him. side he's. That's why on. I thought it was a setup. There's yeah. no cars in your driveway. We got <laughs> oh, you Jimmy policeman next door. I'm like, oh, is this <laughs> is this it? Are you gonna try and get me to sell you drugs, David? Uh, no, <laughs> not at all. Good because I'm not the guy. That guy, okay. that guy's a little weird, man. He's, he's just... It's all right, man. Sometimes people get, like, really into the news, and that will, like, dictate a whole bunch of their life. And uh, so, yeah, we before we started, I talked a little bit about going into a rut and being depressed and whatever, but, like, I went through, like, when I... I didn't only eliminate all these different foods and alcohol and all this other stuff from my life, but also, like, I didn't listen to music with words in it. I didn't take in anything 
that would trigger some other type of thought in my head that wasn't my own. And it was this weird cleansing time that I went through where I was like, I only want real world interaction. Right. And like, I would post things on the internet, but then shut off any notification to it, you know, like, like here right. and there. Yeah. So, so I would be posting things and kind of trying to interact with them, but like, that was my only real interaction was like what I wanted to see of the internet briefly. Right. But no TV, no music with words in it and only books from like, like the, like the oldest books I could find just weird, like Plato type stuff. And I don't know, man, I just had to shut it all out for a little bit, you know? So it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But news, uh, I feel like news will do that to you. It was, (laughs) it wasn't, I think I saw it wasn't doing it to me so much, but we had friends and family that were close to us that like, lost it dude like when the president got elected and they lost it It, how'd your mom feel about that she didn't care i mean she She was like there was a huge part of her who was like really hyped about the businessman aspect and like hopefully this guy gets down to business so she's my mom is always like the immediate optimist like what's the best of this situation so she was like I mean, not hyped, but immediately was like, whatever, you know? Right. <laughs> and, well, it is what but, it is, right? He's elected, so. Yeah, yeah. And, end it. Yeah, it's, it, but the, the the friends and family we had that were really upset about it, I tried to put myself in their shoes a little bit, and I'm like, I guess it's just, this is your only take. Like, if you only listen to the news and the shows that aren't the news is like shows that joke about these things you just heard about on the news, and I'm like, everyone is down their own rabbit hole right now. And I wanted to not be that. But the, 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 the backside of that is now like this, that's been three years ago, something yeah. like that. Right. Now I have no fucking clue what t- people were talking about a lot of the time. Cause like I haven't watched TV. I, when I turned off the TV, it never came back on. I just like, Oh, and now like the way that it sounds, even like the way that the sound waves from a TV travel, like it, I just don't dig it. Like I can't really? fuck with TV whatsoever. So you don't fuck with TV. No, and all. my brain started moving so fast, like at that point in time, that uh, TV moves too slow for me. Like I have got these stories figured out before they play out, and if I don't, my story's cooler and fuck their story. Right. And I'm just not interested in television. Right. And I, it's not like judgmental. So when I talk to people about it, I'm like, yeah, fuck TV. You know, like it does all this stuff, and there's weird beta waves that go in your brain, and it'll fry you out. It's not like I'm saying it like talking down to people. I'm like, this is no, just no. what happened to me. Right. <laughs> and now I don't watch TV. And it is a very like isolating thing to tell a lot of people. Like right. they're like, oh, like. Yeah. Because I think for a lot of people, that's their comfort. You know, you get home from like your hard ass job and you yeah. sit down and you turn on this show that is these other people that kind of do what makes your brain happy. And, right. And then you turn them off and go to bed. Don't for worry me, about that's them. video games. Yeah. I like to play video games. Yeah. It's kind of like my world of like escape from everything and just yeah, you know, you it's competitive. But go I'm not, somewhere else for I'm a not little break, bit. Yeah, I'm not shred my knee or getting kicked in the head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? So that's what I mean. Like it's, it doesn't come with any judgment that right. I don't watch TV or anything like that. It's just that, yeah, man. So I, what do I, you I, do now, dude? I do train still when I can. So do I had you, to take a couple months off, but now I like I I work on things a lot. That's my, what I see. That's what I, like I was to getting build to. A like, lot of stuff. You like to build stuff. So, so and this new house you got, uh, <clears throat> do you still have a second mortgage? Cause a lot of people are in that trap. No, you have no, we, we and, did for a little <laughs> bit and we, we got out of it. Got so, out of it pretty quick. 
Somewhere. Yeah, yeah, like four months or so. And yeah. we had saved up money to get ready for it. And we were like, basically with trying to move with two little kids, there's no other option. I mean, we thought about like, oh, maybe we could try and put it up for sale. But these kids are tearing the place apart every day. So yeah. it just got to be, you know, and Lynn's traveling for work and this and that. It was like we just, we we bet on the market, which was so hot at the time mm -hmm. and, it was. and it's still pretty relatively it, it like yeah. it's for but you do see more houses that show reduced than before like yeah put them up and their house would be sold in like four hours right. yeah yeah and we heard about that like crazy people were like don't even get a realtor i'm like eh, i don't want to get into this without someone who's done this before yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's so, a little sketchy that's like jumping in some murky water not knowing what's in there like yeah uh, we're gonna try so, and sell but, our own house that's but yeah, I'm glad we made the jump. We love the new place. I mean, it's yeah. been immediately moving in. We had a shitload of problems with the house. You know, like, obviously, it, it comes with everything. Yeah, probably all hidden. Nothing yeah. was told to you. Then you buy right. it and you fucking find out all yeah. kinds of shit. Like this oh, house, man. man. There's no way the air Same conditioner thing. was working. And I'm like, how did the inspector miss this? Like the fucking the 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 dry line was busted off inside. Like you know what I mean? Like it was. Yeah. I'm like, so it's. It's not only the seller that, you know, I mean, your inspector, your inspector, yeah. like I have a feeling that guy just kind of hung out after I left. I don't know, man, yeah. but he missed a bunch of stuff. And, you know, we, we had to dump a bunch of money and work into the new house once we got there and well, we're settled out now, we, we, you know, but I'm so glad we, we made the choice to go because the new house, like I said, is in this crazy, busy neighborhood uh -huh. and that, uh, it makes me have this same approach to life like when i'm training at someone else's gym like when i would train at someone else's gym i show up and i like kick ass there and i lift heavy and you know like you're in a different focus because whether or not people are watching you everyone's watching everyone all the fucking time right and the house does that to me the street's so busy that like i'm anal about my yard now i know i hadn't cut my own grass in eight years really <laughs> and now i'm like out there like edging stuff because all perfect. of the judginess no it's just like i'm i'm part of this like oh, this yeah. mosaic of houses here i won't mind to look good you know what i mean it's yeah. like it's it's not like i've I have feel any need to impress anyone than myself, right. you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I totally get yeah, it. I, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of different than that. Like, we're just like, eh, it's a yard. Yeah. Like, I, I look at, you know, our neighbors, they treat their yards and stuff. And I used to, but then you hear a lot of that shit goes down in your drinking water and shit. So oh, it yeah. worries the fuck out of me. Well, and then, then we got dogs, too. Like, we didn't have yeah. dogs yeah. before, but now we have dogs. And if they have an upset stomach, they go out and eat grass. And, like, if we're treating our yard... Oh, like, yeah. We don't want our dogs to get sick. Get right. that so. lymphoma, son. Yeah. Something yeah, that's bad. smart stuff. No, it's, you know, like, yeah. I, it's just, it's relaxing to me. And that's, I like to work on stuff. So yeah. after I sold the gym, I took uh, a position as a director of neurological rehabilitation. Dude, you're, at you're, a, you're just totally bypassing the whole gym thing. Yeah. These what? guys don't know you had a gym. Yeah, they don't know you got a gym. Hoomst. Everybody, oh, did you know I had a gym? I knew you had a gym. I had a these gym. people don't know you had, had a gym. A what was this gym? Personal training. Studio what was it called? It's so, still so, there. So, so I met you at Me. Paramount. I met you back ben. in the eighties. Yeah, eighties. <laughs> back in the good old days. <laughs> that back was when, when rap music was good. Right. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's a whole nother story, yeah. man. These are all shit that's a we rant. Can get into. We'll save that for a rant clip. <laughs> yeah, because the shit now, but um. Yeah, so I met you at, at Paramount Fitness and then um, uh, seen you at Jeff's gym. Yeah. Over at Club MMA. And so you decided to open up your own gym. You, uh, Beetle, and Ben? Yeah. 
You guys left Paramount? Got yeah, your thing I was on? just partying with Ben today at his son's first birthday. Oh, is that it? Yeah, and, and Beetle, I mean, we're still cool. He helped me move into the new house and stuff. Everything went down well. It wasn't like the business busted up under no, bad no. terms. No, what was the it business, was, uh, I started it. No, 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 no it, Yeah, one. solid training. Solid. Oh, yeah, when John's still right. over there. Brain fart. Yeah, John's still over there. He's doing a great job. He's got, yeah. like, plenty of people in there, and he loves it, you know, yeah. so. But I, uh. You sold your part. You wanted to get out of that whole thing. That was, like, during the shit, man. Like, the shit hit the fan mentally for me during the gym uh-huh. and having the first kid and, uh, like, yeah, man. It was just like a whole bunch of stuff all hit at once, and it was like I didn't have I didn't have it in me to be like the guy driving the the machine at the time. Right. And I because most days I didn't have it in me to even go work out, you know. Right. So it's like, how am I your trainer? Like, like you know, and you people could visibly see that I was like, yeah, I think you get vibes. Anybody can. Get people could tell that I was like something was not the same with me. Right. And I think really all it was was just like all of life caught up to me at once. Like I had been this bulldog all through business my whole life, and then I had a business that was my own. Where like that doesn't work to be mean to everyone around you, you know. Right. So it was. It all just kind of hit it once, and I was just, like, two years into it, like, if I had a regular job, I probably would have just quit, you know, and fell off for a little bit. Right. But I had these two guys that were with me that needed a job that started that that place with me, and, uh, you know, they they took over, basically, and and really started driving the ship with just them two, where my business plan was having – I had a bunch of different trainers in there all the time because I was like, I can't be here training people constantly. Right. So I just got a bunch of people in and got the cash flowing. And it was a very successful business. Right. So, and, w- and when I sold it to John, it was very successful. You know, it's just yeah. uh, it's good location over there on Bridgetown. And right. he's a... Shout out to John Beto. Solid yeah. training. Yeah, man. Solid, yeah. Solid training. Knows his things. And he's a, he's a caring dude. He really cares about people he's training. He so. does. He seems like he's into it. You know, like everybody's got their thing that they're mm-hmm. into. And you can tell, like, that's their thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Jeff Robinson, you see him. He wants to fight. Yeah. You know, he wants to teach yeah, fighters and train people yeah. on how to protect themselves. And Beetle wants to, like, help you be right. more fit lift and and hit your goals and yeah and at the time i just i just wanted to be drunk mostly like yeah. Was, yeah. no well, I you mean, had it, kids and stuff and you were going through a time that you yeah, said you know yeah. with the kids i mean that shit i remember having our boys and you know it's uh it's heavy yeah it hits you quick and you're like oh now i got somebody that looks up to me that i gotta teach them how to do everything and you know it's you right. know you can't really ain't got a lot of room for air Right. So, yeah, luckily, like I said, those two guys helped me, like, into a safe landing with the gym. And John paid me out. Like, we just decided on a price. And he paid me out all over, like, two years. And that gave me two years to kind of scramble and see what I wanted to do. Because that, you know, money was coming in and there was other money coming in. I moved the supplements on to the intranets. and Right. uh, just started kind of doing it, and yeah. and since then I've I've continued to ride that wave of like I'll just do a different job here and there for a right. few months, which has cut into my training a lot. You know, right. I, I hadn't trained consistently for a couple months, but I got back up this week. So you're like a contractor now. Kind so of. like when people need like if I need you to come over and lay some towel, you're like, all right, man. Not really. Kind, no, not kind really. of like <laughs> here's the thing: like the 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 downside of being a jack of all trades 
in all parts of life is that like I'm not damn good at anything. You know, yeah. like I'm not damn good at tile. But, but I that's could, with everything. I could do it. I yeah. could do it. You know, and I could get a whole room and a whole floor yeah. done, but I'm not gonna fly through it and be and a guy gonna be who's perfect, gonna make but, money that way. Right, right. So but yeah, I just have a ton of friends that are contractors and I help out a few different guys here and there. But mostly I'm doing heating and air work right now. So and oh, nice. doing installation. It's like back it's funny as the first guy I ever worked for when I like outside of like La Rosa's or some kind of job like that but the first guy i ever worked for when i was 16 uh he he helped me out when we bought the new house the air conditioner was messed up in the new house so he comes over and he hooked me up and i'm like dude we're busted right now i like to i've spent all of the dollars that we have on this house right and uh, i was like so can i pay you like next week when funds come through and he's like i tell you what just pay me back after you close on the old house get get you know balanced out and so it was like a life-saving thing at the time. So I finally call him back like months later, like, hey, I've got money. Like, and uh, I don't feel right about owing you money. Right. And he's like, I tell you what, like, don't worry about it because I forgot about it. But can you help me out tomorrow? And sure. And it went That's from there. Yeah, yeah, it just went from there, like, help out a few days a week. And I told him, like, I can't stay on a, like, regular schedule. My weeks are different week to week. So. Yeah. And, yeah, man, it's worked out great. And now summertime's like, crazy busy. So making yeah. good money. And more than anything, it's not the money that I'm concerned with at this point in life. It's that I uh, – when I'm not working with tools and doing something like that, like, I think I kind of lose my shit. Right. So – and it's super rewarding to go do this job I used to hate. Like, you I remember – like, uh, You seem like the type of person that needs to constantly be doing something. That always. chill or, always. or just – yeah. chilling or sitting around that you're not really yeah i'm a lot like a like a kitten at the house right. like i walk in circles if i don't know what i'm supposed to do it drives Lindsay crazy but like i don't sit on the couch like i don't uh, I, my brother-in-law is like i that. just like i have to and i'll find something to do and to like you would think i would have this immaculate house because of that but like i don't right. <laughs> i don't i've got like 30 different projects started all over the place That's how, <laughs> it's like, uh, what's really going on yeah it's it's but. a you know my mom told me when we bought our house like you have 30 years yeah, she said, uh, remember, it's a marathon, not a race. Yeah. So she's yep. just like, you're going to have she stuff said, like, you know, going. And it's true, man. There's always <laughs> shit that pops up, you know. I think, yeah. was it last year or the year before we had to buy that fucking AC unit? It was like eight grand. Yeah, two two Julys ago. Yeah. A whole new You unit. don't plan that shit, man. There's, there's just, a lot of markup there, Chief. There, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. But, you know, yeah. that's not my forte. So yeah, no, and do, that's what's know? doing it right now is like, you know, the, like, I think about how did I get into this situation? I'm 35, 36, somewhere in there. And this guy needs a hand so bad that, like, I was the guy for the job. Like, what happened to, like, the 16-year-old kids like me that this is what they wanted to do? And, like, even young guys in their young 20s, like, I killed it on jobs like these in my young 20s when I decided yeah. that, like, I wanted to drop out of college. Because I was making $25 an hour working construction. What the fuck am I doing here spending all this money? And to go be a teacher is what I really wanted to do. Yeah. And, and I was just making too much money. But unfortunately, I feel like those jobs have been, like, demonized or, or something. Like, you look down upon that, like, oh, you're a construction worker. Well, I think they're worker. coming back. Yeah. So, like, I think, like, our parents' generation really pushed us to go to college. Yeah, like, definitely. You, you only make money if you go to college. You only right. make money. And they're kind of the ones who demonize that work. Definitely. You know, to my as, mom, like, oh. You don't want to be a plumber. She cried when I told her I was dropping out of college. She, she cried. Yeah, because they're so. like, you don't want to be a plumber. You want to be like me your whole life. Even Dave will say to our own kids, like, you want to be a mailman? Like, you, you don't want to be a mailman, but he makes good money as a mailman. You make good money. It's hard work. They oh, treat you like dog shit. And Absolutely. I'm like, 
uh, I, t- I tell my boys all the time, like, be better than me. But we because, see a lot of, like, our kids as friends, they're going to Diamond Oaks to become welders, to go into HVAC, yeah. you know, the heating I even actually talked to Dave the other day about it on the way home. I go, hey, yeah. man, you know, like, you seem to struggle in school a little bit. Maybe you should look into Diamond Oaks like like your friend does. And he talks about working on, like, planes. Like, that's really yeah. Wants, yeah. what he the wants to do is work planes, on planes. Dude. He's fucking fascinated with man, planes. That's that's the gig, dude. Yeah. Do you have, so you have teenage boys, so you have way different fears than I do with mine. Like, do you, well, like, what's, what's the, what's the fear? Like, are, my mom's like, su- was super freaked out that I was going to go into the military. Like when I was there, she was so scared of that and would like yeah. send me videos and right. like cry right. about it. Like yeah. you can't do this. It's like, yeah. for, I know my older son wouldn't do that. My younger son may potentially, but I don't think so just because of his demeanor. Um, but he talks about it. He's very patriotic, you know, right, but, right. but he, I, like he talks about it, but I don't think he really has that demeanor to do it. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, I I just don't see him. I think my fear now more is um, what I can't control. So like they're starting to drive. She's a planner. So, so he goes, like he'll go out with his friends now, right? And oh, they're no. driving around at night and it's raining and they're new drivers. doobies. Maybe. Oh man. Maybe drinking, who knows? <laughs> they might be getting <laughs> handies and stuff. Watch out. With the girl down the street? I know. Yeah. That's what I'm like. Calm down. With the girl down the street. Yeah. (laughs) I was doing graphic things at that age. Old enough to drive? Yeah. I can't believe they're that old. They were like children last time I was over here. Did you go to a lot of parties in high school, dude? I, uh, yeah. Where'd you go to high school? Oak Hills? This is, this is a story. So. What? I went to West High after, so, let's start at school early. (laughs) Okay. So, like, I lived out in Indiana, mm-hmm. and uh, I had never seen a black person in real life until I moved to Cincinnati really? and went to West High. Okay. So that was a major culture shift for me, right? And yeah. I was, it wasn't like anyone in my family was racist or I had, like, any feelings about that, but, like, it was a major switch. I was like, oh, I'm, like, in a rap video now. Like, yeah. all of a sudden when I got right. to school. Right. So, yeah, like, high school at West High was, like, an immediate shift. And then, but I got, I kept getting into fights, like, constantly. And not with black kids, just with all kids, you know, like. Just anybody. You mostly, just like, fights. Price Hill kids, yeah, you know. Just, but it was just, no like, a, it was a culture No to my shock. Price Hill homies out yeah. there. But, you know, it, at the time, no, it was. Yeah, it was definitely a culture shock of being, like, not even a country boy, but of, like, very protective of my own things and my own space. And I was like, why the hell are there this many people in the hallway? Y'all need a bigger school. Like, I was mad about moving to the city when I was a kid, but my mom had fell in love with a lady (laughs) (laughs) over here. And so it uh, it was a major shift. And then, so I did a year there, and it was like fight after fight some kid like had chased me onto the bus one day because like he was gonna smoke me you know what i mean i was like i gotta get out of here i got myself into too much and uh i think that was the final one where they're like you need to find a different school next year it was like towards the end of the year right and uh yeah we got into it bad and like the back window of the bus broke and shit like it was uh and like a city bus too, not like a school bus, you know. Right. So I was like, "Oh yeah, they drive the metro." Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were like yeah. threat, like at, like lawsuit, the whole deal. You know, it was like it was like bad news. No one got arrested because we're kids, but yeah. luckily they didn't really arrest kids as much then. Yeah. So, but 
Yeah, yeah. Now they would probably shoot him. I don't know. <laughs> that's like, so horrible, but, but so but fucking true, man. Most likely true. So like, that, that's probably part of the problem, though. Yeah. When you go back to like depression and hitting that phase, that was right around the time with all this shit. Like social media, I feel like has had a sh- super huge. That could have ruined my life easy. Yeah, yeah, if people were videoing that. Well, now, yeah, you yeah. see everything now, like. Uh, Dade and his friends were telling me about a Snapchat that was, it was literally called Oak Hills Fights. And it was just kids at Oak Hills videotaping fist fights and putting it on Snapchat. So can you send me like a link to that? Or? They, they, oh. they shut it down. Link. Oak Hill stepped in. Uh, sure. I was just I'm playing. Sure that some, sounds terrible. I feel yeah. like that should I'm be I'm sure something else now. is up there. Though. That shit <laughs> depresses me though. Like when I see kids fighting now, like, you know, like everybody's yeah. a fighter. Everybody's yeah. an MMA fighter, and I feel like the UFC and the MMA being as popular as it as it is right now yeah. has a lot to do with these kids trying to fight. And like when you see fights now, man, like they're brutal. Yeah, well, I, I think it's, it's, because, it's not because of the UFC. I don't think. No, I think no, it's I'm, not, be, I'm just I think saying. Kids know how to fight because they've seen it on TV. And you coached basketball, didn't you? Huh? Did, did yeah, you ever coach? Yeah. yeah. One thing that's like amazing about basketball is you can tell immediately the kids who watch basketball and the kids who play basketball. Right. Like the kids who watch basketball are normally kicking the kids' ass who play basketball. Like, right. you know, they're you know, it, it's something about like watching someone who's phenomenal at something on a regular basis makes you better at it. Whether, well, that's what know, I'm saying. It, like it improves their game IQ yeah yeah you've seen more angles I guess I I don't know how that's what I'm saying like with the UFC I think that it being public and out there that people can see everybody's a fighter now and everybody wants to prove themselves and now with social media, you see it. Whereas yeah. before, you just heard about it. Like, yeah. oh, I'm meeting him at the flagpole at three o'clock. Yeah. It's going down. Now you see it out there, and you see these kids get knocked out, hitting oh, their yeah. heads on. Concrete and then the terrible and shit. thing too with then if you mix the news in on top of social media stories yes. like that, so they'll take what this kid says in that fight, like, "Bitch, I'm gonna fucking kill you" or something crazy, right? and then they put that with quotes and write it down, and then you read that in their somber CNN or whatever right. type voice of yeah. And then he said, right. I'm going to fucking right. kill you. And, and you're you like, really get the whoa, yeah. dude, that's heavy. Kids are wild now. But it's right. also like, man, I saw some shit when I was a kid. <laughs> or they'll say there's so much mental illness in the high schools now, but it's like real, no, like they're going to fight and they're talking shit to each other. Yeah. They try to back each other down before they actually like throw throw hands yeah right? yeah so it scares me to have kids your age but who knows by then they'll have padded all the walls in school and everything yeah so. yeah, so <laughs> yeah i feel like the prevalence of mma now because when i was a kid i used to fight all the time so when he says he didn't see many fights like i used to see him all the time too and i used to be part of a lot of them so detroit so it's like with <laughs> mma i feel like i would be less prevalent to fight now because i feel like you don't know who trains anymore and who doesn't. So it's like before back in the day, I'd be like, what up, bitch? Yeah. You know, now I'm, I'm gonna like. I'm going to pull your hair until someone like, breaks this up. I heard she's at karate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like now it's like. Oh, hmm, yeah. I heard she does jujitsu. Like Emily. Emily was like 11 years old fucking up 30-year-old chicks. Emily was a fucking savage, At Club MMA. So yeah. it's like you run into Emily out on the street and you're like, oh, look at this little Pollyanna. I'll beat the shit out of her and then she'll fucking neck crank you and you'll be dead. It's bad news. She's, <laughs> yeah. a, she's a police lady now, I believe. She is, so, yeah. Yeah, I got, I got to roll with her a few months back and she's tough still. So. Oh, she's still training? Yeah. Yeah, oh, she's no uh, she was she – was, I'm pretty sure she's with Cincinnati, but – takes it takes policing real serious and yeah. trains and she told me she was serious about it yeah like when she went to the is it rotc yeah there's yeah, a program like with that. them she wanted to do board i'm about to do a stuff, shot here so. i know we're we're flowing uh, i'm gonna have me a buttery nipple 
I was going to say, dude, like, I don't want to challenge your manliness at all, but I do. Have, We're not about I to go that deep. I here. I just <laughs> yeah. like the name Buttery Nipple. He just. So. Oh, I didn't see I, I don't know the last. Yeah, that's what they're called. So they're mixed together. It's like a swirly. I'm guessing it's butterscotch, it's which like I a, love butterscotch you have a type and of milk. Helix it's going butterscotch vodka with caramel color added, and then the other side is vanilla vodka with cream. Oh, dude. Well, I'll, I'll go with you. Let's do, do it, church. Then. So we're going to do a buttery church. nipple here. Here's what's fun, guys. I haven't yes. eaten at all today because so, I do a I, lot I of have fasting. Food, I have food upstairs. So. Is that what you're saying? You want some, uh, we got some pork up there, right? No. What? No. Like after you can eat. No, like I plan whole days where I'm like just not going to eat today. So you, you fast? Yeah. 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 I, I, uh, so, but like, I mean, I probably shouldn't be drinking at the same time, but I've gotten really used to like rolling with pressure. no food. Peer pressure right here. No, I was planning on drinking when I got here. Oh, you were? Yeah. <laughs> we, we could tell by the gallon of water you brought. Yeah. Well, I like the peach. Cheers, too. my dudes. I'm into it. I'm into peach. And peeing. dudettes and wife. These are a buttery nipple. Let's go. Uh... Mm. Could have been better. Uh, could have been better. I just, really? I just like the glass, personally. I know. It's cool. I seen them at uh, Dubers, and I was like, I'll buy some of these. Dubers. That's how high as it gets, boys. <laughs> That's true. Duber's well, been around for a hot minute. They got an ice cream truck now called Doobie Queen. Doobie Queen. Yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, we don't get we the, do. uh, what's the snowbird? What's that thing Kona. called? The Kona. Kona truck. Yeah, like we don't get a Kona around here no more. What, Toasty? Trying what? to look for your phone? No, yeah, no, I I thought I heard a noise and I was making sure I wasn't the guy no, who left him. my phone. That was, I got Mortal Kombat drops. You ready? Get over here! Remember that shit? I wish. How about this? One? I'm just playing, dude. I know about Mortal Kombat. Okay, but that's where video games stopped for me too. Like early on, I with the like like I early on decided like video games were not my thing. Yeah, like I never even got through Mario. If I'm gonna be 100 percent real, really? Yeah, man. Yeah, I just like I had the systems. I've got Xbox 360 right now. But you got a 360? Yeah, dude, with the Connect, and my kid loves to play the UFC game. And he'll just like, oh yeah, yeah. That's how we got through winter. He just like, Rah, like we'll punch the air like crazy. No shit. And yeah. So like, but that's and that I got from I was training a client who was like, hey, uh, I've got like a CD store and stuff. Would you want some store credit? And it worked out. <laughs> He's so, like, I can't pay for these abs, but what I, what you can do. It was at that time I was CD like, store. I'm going to beat Resident Evil. <laughs> And it didn't happen again. I've made purchases of whole systems and Resident whatever. Evil is a good game. It is, man. And I, I smoked it on Wii. Me. I smoked it on Wii, but outside of like pretend video games like Wii, I can't. I can't get through any of it. Really? Yeah, dude. Not and that was the only system I, I, w I was ever good at was the Wii. We so. had a Wii. I had a Wii Fit. I'm trying to sell it. I'm not good with the three dimensional. Like yeah. if it's two D straight like sonic and shit she can't do the analog like where you got to move the left stick with the right stick to aim oh. and shoot you got to do them in. like where you got to walk and then aim with your right hand while yeah. you're walking with the, yeah the school shooter stuff yeah, yeah. not working school out shooter stuff yeah <laughs> i can't do it yeah those guys i know what you're talking about <laughs> you think that has something to do with school shootings i mean shit dude i it is uh, they used like simulators just like that before vietnam to try and like desensitize people a little bit and uh there's a lot of like, you know, a lot of research has been done relating like extremely violent situa situations and simulators that they will put military guys through ahead of time to like prepare their brain for it. But does that make you 
want to go shoot up a bunch. I, think, of, I don't think so. Well, I don't think so at all. I think, no, I feel like I feel like video games though do desensitize you a little For bit sure. to like you know playing Grand Theft Auto and fucking getting in a car and stealing a car and driving around and yeah. shooting people and, and getting like, cold gay by a twelve year old. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or worse. Like I hear them on there too. They say way worse stuff oh, than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think everybody thinks I'm black on. Video games. Yeah, like I thought you were too until just now. To be <laughs> <honest>. <laughs> it <laughs> sounds good to be one hundred. Once uh, when I play with randoms, they it, the N word gets dropped like within the first minute. I think yeah. like F U N word. If I wow, yeah. dude. Oh That's yeah, real. dude. Oh yeah. So racism yeah. is alive on video games. Oh, it's very alive. Dude, it's they, very, they had very brutal. seven clan guys in Dayton today. Yeah, I was just telling Jade. Do you see? Dude, that what, were they just having a barbecue or they were? Pro t- not well, what was funny was they had like they they were like in front of this building, seven of them. Right? right, and there was fences around them to protect them, with cops behind the fences. Yeah, and then on the other side of the fences was like uh, the people who were for unity. So right. like everybody, right? Every all the cool everybody people, everybody but seven people. Yeah, all the cool people were on the other side, and this guy was like talking about like we're fucking giving seven dudes all this attention, yeah. and there's like literally. Yeah. thousands of people out here to tell them you're fucking stupid but well still like- and, well what you'll find too with some of those and like i granted like a lot of those are the real deal right mm-hmm. these are right. guys who really feel this way mm-hmm. a lot of them are just fucking smart and they're like literally lawyers and they just go to be harassed or whatever so they have someone to sue and i had a run-in with a guy like that outside of the gym uh two days after we advertised in a gay magazine that came out in the city Really? Yeah, dude. All the people with the like God hates fag signs showed up to the gym. You do you remember this happening? I think I remember it. Yeah, dude. They were like they were like in front of the gym, like God hates fags and like what like they showed up because we advertised in like some some northern Kentucky scene like (laughs) gay magazine. Yeah. Yeah, and it was uh so but Rather than like the first day, I was like, fuck this guy. I'm going to go bully up on him. You know, I'm like, get the fuck out of here, weirdo. You know, like whatever. And then, so the next day, I just went and talked to him. And I'm like, what's your stick, dude? Like, I'm not going to fucking hit you. You know what's going on. Like, why are you even here? And he was basically laid it out to me. Like, yeah, I'm here to get someone to like harass me or my wife or like put one of us in danger. You know, and like he made it sound like it was for God. And then I'm like, oh, you mean like for money? And he's like, well, for the church. I'm like, for the church. So I like, yeah. So sometimes when you see those like crazy KKK guys or the whatever, right. like they're, they're there being martyrs for their church for money because somehow that's justified in their right. head that I can go screw somebody over by suing them because that's how our system works here. Yeah. You can sue anyone for anything. Right. And, you know, I mean, so that's why I'm like, some of the, 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 who I felt for though was like the kids. He had his like teenage kids with him out there uh-huh. and they see inside this gym, there's all these other kids their age that are like just in there with their shirts off and lifting weights and going crazy. And, and they're outside with, and they're like, and you know, black kids and white kids. And they're like, you know, like whatever. It was just as, and then they, you know, they're, it didn't feel like they wanted to be doing this as much as they wanted to like, just make their dad happy or right. continue, you know, like I felt yeah. for those kids. And so immediately when I saw the kids was like, I just, any anger that I had was just, whoosh, I wasn't mad at that dude for being there. I wanted to figure him out, you know? Yeah, sorry, my light was flickering over there. I thought somebody was creeping in on us. Oh, what I was going to say is that I feel like uh, like school shootings have escalated because I feel like there's no escape if you suffer from bullying. Yeah, maybe. You know, it's like when you, back in the day when you would go to school, you would just have to deal with them 
when you're mm. at school and then you would go home and you'd be like oh fucking thank god like mm. i don't have to listen to them or maybe they might walk past your house or something but you'd stay inside or whatever but it's like now you go home and it's like you get home and then you're getting notifications on your phone and they're on your yeah, you know man. they're on your instagram they're on your facebook we'll it's like, like you got to shut that yeah. stuff down they're sending snapchats around and then you're getting a snapchat from some other friend like look what they sent or they took a picture of you at school and now they're sending around on, on snapchat yeah. and i had it in the early days because like I, so how old are you guys like a couple years old 39 yeah. so i'm 35 so i was like in the myspace era right, right. Oh, yeah. so i had like people make a fake account with my name and start saying a bunch of horrible shit to all these really? other people yeah because it was like it was like music gang stuff or something. Who knows? It was like it was right. like kid shit, and uh, yeah, man, dudes like came up and tried to fight me at some hardcore show over it, like hate breed or something. You know, they're like, "Oh, what the fuck?" You're like, right. and so they show it to me on this guy's sidekick. Remember that dude? Yeah. Oh, yeah He's sidekick. like, "I'm gonna flip this out and show you, cause." Right. And I was like, "Oh, that's totally not me." But even back then, people were like janking other kids' pictures just to like screw with their life, you mm -hmm. know. And what scares me with like guys your kids' age is it's like. If someone did that to them now and then they're 30 something and want to run for city council or something, right. then someone's going to pull up like, how are we going to decipher what's what from this? Like what are going to be like the back in the day of Internet days? You know, like it's it's scary shit. I mean, who knows what's floating out there about yeah. you? That's not even really you, you know, so well, that's a whole catfish show or, or not even it, when it's not, not really familiar. you. It's like people just say stuff about you. And it doesn't have to be true. Like. My own, my own brother, to be honest, he says crazy shit about me all the time. And I'm oh, like, yeah. for what, bro? Well, hell, fucking parents at lacrosse. They, the, oh, yeah. <laughs> they fucking. Here's they, what it is. Are you ready? I think TV does that to shit people. <laughs> I think TV does that to people. TV makes think, you want to have stories about people that yeah. are in your life because well, they're the people like, who are like, in your life. I feel like. In real life, people don't really interact much anymore. Right. Yeah. And they're always on their phones or they're interacting through social media. So then when they're around people, they're like, yeah. what's my story? And then they're like, oh, yeah. you know Dave? Yeah, I was sitting behind him at the lacrosse game, and he said he was going to beat the shit out of the lacrosse coach. And True the story. They said that. So they tell the Did you say that? No. no. Not at all. He would never say oh, that. I, like, I don't it doesn't seem like a practical thing to say, well, especially if you've employee. been a coach before. Yeah, I'm a right. hired employee from the school, and I was watching him play uh, lacrosse. lacrosse, and and the coach. And he's a hockey coach. Dave's a yeah. hockey coach. Yeah, the coaches don't school. really know what they're doing. So I was like being a dad or being a coach instead of a dad, and like he was coaching from the sideline, yeah, and they don't from like the sidelines. And so, so then Dave says, "I'm going to get up because I can't deal with this shit anymore." Yeah, and I so just he gets up and he leaves. Like he walks down. And I'm just there by myself, right? No big deal. And then Dave, you just like, left your wife on the side. Oh, I, 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 you're used I to this. You're that, used yeah. to this aggressive no, behavior. No, I, I appreciate when he leaves <laughs> yeah. because the majority of the time I'm like, shut the fuck up. Right. Off. Basically. Right. right. But when he left, like, that was it. And then, like, he texted the coach on Saturday, like, you know, because they had put our kid in the game and he yelled, like, it's about time. And they pulled him out. Yeah. And I was pissed. So we have. Like it was a, completely quiet. So I was like, "It's about time." Should have done that three quarters ago. So I, I was off the field, and like it's, he went it was, in and right out. Well, because he, he plays for LaSalle, and he, we were at Oak Hills, so it's everybody he's ever played with his whole lacrosse life. And all the life. kids oh. I coached, I coached Oak Hills for like three years before. Yeah, this. so yeah, I was so smoking was pissed. So when he got up and left, I was happy because I wanted to punch him in the face because yeah. I was so mad. And then he texts the coach on Sun, or he apologized on Facebook, and then he 
text the coach on Saturday and was like, hey, you know, I want to apologize, blah, blah, blah. Facebook. You I let did. Zuckerberg know this is going there? Yeah. I did, I did. So, yeah, I, I, well, he sure. like put it out there so everybody... Well, because that everybody he, that I coached, I, I was embarrassed, right? Like I get that, dude. I get that. Yeah, like I've you do most shit. of my life embarrassed of myself. Yeah, so. you do he shit. Just, then he you let his emotions get the best yeah. of them, yeah. So right? my emotions yeah. got the best of me, and then, you know, they said that... the. the they said that I was going to beat the coach up in the parking lot. And if you see the coach, he's a, I think Very he's large. probably smaller than me, like shorter wise, but he's a large man. Very large. And like Dave. Look, I get like, it's 2019. It's okay to say fat. No, I'm just saying like. It's this fine, is where I saying. got kicked off Facebook. If you didn't know. Oh, you're not on there now? No, I still have an account, but it I don't use it for right. anything. I was just telling her that before so. the podcast. No, when during the gym time. I talked to him on Instagram. So f for me, yeah. it's like he's not gone. Right. See? I like Instagram better Yeah, than no. Facebook, uh, so during the, the, the height of like pumping up the gym and getting the gym to work, I was posting articles about fat loss and losing fat with weight training. And I got this message from Facebook that said, you can't say that because fat loss is offensive. Is that what they said? They said that the term fat loss, I had to use adipose tissue and change around all these articles that we had had, like, and the most of it's reposting. I'm reposting right. other people's hate speech because they right. said fat in it. And so I was like, man, whatever Facebook is was starting to get a little bit weird to me, and I just kind of stopped. And, yeah, man, I don't really use it at all. It's, it's nice, though, the messenger feature because people who I – I haven't talked to him forever, can send me messages and stuff. And I think for me, I would, I don't really use my own Facebook very often so at all. No, I, <laughs> I use it for best friend show. Right. Okay. Like I do promotion or like not promotion, but like to post about best friend show. Right. You know, so it's like, and the same with Instagram. Like I, if you go to my Instagram, like I don't use it very much. I even right. actually think I talked to you through best friend show. Yeah. I've chilled yeah, out so a bunch like on Instagram lately. So. Yeah. So it's like, I don't really even post under my own stuff unless I randomly post a picture of my kid. I just try to keep everything on yeah. best friend show. And then that's it for me. Like yeah. I'm on it to see what people are talking about and if they're like spreading our stuff around, but I'm not really posting very much yeah. at all. I yeah, I like got hit with that. Yeah. I had also like we used to get sushi at this place out on the east side all the time, like, uh -huh. all the time, because I worked uh, I've worked a lot of security too. I don't know right. if you knew that. Nope. I kind of kept it quiet. It was like right. a, it was like my hide and go make money gig. Like I can't not be doing something. But, right. So we would close down this bar that I worked at, and then we would go get sushi with these other guys and kind of the trade-off was like hey we provide security because it's me and all the other security guys like we'll keep this place locked down while you're counting money and everything else because right. they were definitely a cash business type place uh -huh. and uh and you guys stay open till freaking four in the morning when we're off work you know right and so i was always posting stuff about eating there and going there and like if me and Lindsay ever went there for like a regular dinner you know i would uh -huh. post stuff up in uh so we hadn't been in a while because that bar closed that I was working at out there. Right. And uh, so we go out for like a, a nice dinner, like a, a, a something, some type of event. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's not a nice joint, but that's just what we're into. And uh, this guy walks up to me I've never met before. And he's like, dude, it's so cool to finally see you here. And I'm like, cool, man. You know, like, what's up? And you know how it goes. Like, you're trying to piece together, like, who right. is this? I look older. He looks older. Like, right. is this someone I know? Mm -hmm. And come to find out, like, it's not someone I know. It's someone who followed, like, the gym and through the gym and like just thought we were real life friends and right. like wanted to have this real life and it got kind of weird 
it, I mean, it got really, like, he basically was like, yeah, we come to this restaurant trying to run into you for like the last three or four months. And here you are. Right. He was so excited about it. That's funny. It was weird. That's, that's that like stalker. Yeah. It was, it that's was, not. but at the same time, it's a hard time to make friends. You know, like I felt for the guy, I wanted to be as friendly as possible, but it's also like, dude, you've been looking at pictures of me for like years now. It's a weird feeling, you know? Yeah. It made me consider like what I was posting. And well, then someone's really making like it. an effort to be at a location that you may to try and run go in. to. Yeah, why not come weird. to the gym? That would be way easier. Right. You know? Or <laughs> yeah. shoot me a message if you want to hang right. out. Right. Yeah, it was. It was. That's what made it awkward. And I didn't know his name, and I don't know it now. And it right. was like a kind of. I was like, is he still here? Right. Looking thing, around. You know? yeah. Yeah. It definitely is like a hard line to walk <clears throat> because you're trying to like promote essentially like a business or, or whatever it is that you're promoting, like best friend show. And so you're trying to be nice, but then like what happens a lot for us is that it starts off dude. nice, but then it becomes like hypersexualized real quick. And you're like, all right, bud. And then you got to <laughs> close it because it becomes super weird. It's like, hey, how are you? Love your show. Oh, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. And then it's like, can you send me pics? Yeah. Wait, what? I'm like, we got yeah. pics on our Instagram. Oh, that's for the... Dude, it must be show. such a weird thing to be a woman now. Well, I they, they yeah. send us... I don't think they now. Send I us think forever. Probably forever. Yeah, forever. Well, send now us you can screenshot pics. it, though. Well, they send us dick pics, and then Real we life? take them, and we make them, like, into cats I don't get to playing see them, a mariachi though. or something. I don't get to see them, though. No like dicks. I try, no, I want to see dicks. I want to see dicks. I mean, kind of. It's yeah, not, like it's not gay. It's just pictures. Jeez. No, yeah, it's just a picture. Like compare. Cool. Like plus, whoa, it's in Bob, my DNA, gonna... dude. If I'm a little gay, it's whatever. Like, well, you want to see it. It's like, you want to be like, you really took the time for that? Yeah. Do you fluff? Like, would you fluff it up before? Yeah. Oh, they're picture? always fluff. Yeah. Fluff. Pre fluff. Yeah. They're always fluff. Not just like I mean, like some sweaty out the mowing the grass balls. Ooh. Bring you a hot one. Well, I think the like hairy balls. Like yeah, I have full I bush. Is, I've let it go from time to time. Like, <laughs> like they're not very cognizant of their angles, so they're like, "Well, if I take it from below, it looks bigger, but it's like giant." It's all about the angles. Like, it's um, like chicks, right? They take pictures of their asses. They want to like get that angle so it looks bigger right. and poppier and arch the back. Like dudes are like, "Let me fluff this up. This isn't a but good angle." They don't angle. send it to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, I'm sorry you have to deal with that in our uh, in our futuristic yeah. internet life. world. It's life. That's men, see though. a bunch of weird okay. Yeah, it's huge. Men like, do dumb shit. Well, and that's the thing yeah. that you got to walk. Like, for us, I thought because we're two girls, the majority of our listeners would also be girls. Nah, you nah. are wrong. I'm yeah, way wrong. super wrong. Yeah. We're like 85% dude. I feel like, I feel like. Is it all audio or you do video stuff, too? We it's do a podcast. Right yeah. there. Oh, yeah, yeah. you do the that's how you Facebook. Do. We do Facebook Live. You'd have to be on Facebook. just. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I'm cool with that. I mean, if you are. What? Yeah, why not? Crazy weird pictures. <laughs> yeah. Dude, just beating down while they're watching your live stream. That is what it is. They don't even, they don't even have us on. They you just, just turn said it beating down. down like, beating down. That's straight what, jerking it to yeah. that? No. I mean, what else? Really? You think they, they like. They uh, turn the with, volume down. So they don't it's mid-afternoon. Yeah, but with everything o'clock. on your fingertips, you're going to look at the live streaming? Maybe. I mean, why else are you sitting in Dickies? That's a valid point. Yeah. I, Maybe they think I, they got a shot. No, I, I don't think, think that. Think Best friends it, podcast picture, Brazzers logo at the bottom. Follow me here. <laughs> I think that, it's that would more bring traffic. Like, there you go. I just That's think it's idea. more that, that people free one? like that they force you to see that. That's yeah, probably. It's, it's I, definitely got to be some some I, weird I mental thing like that, like a bullying like a type thing. thing yeah. Then, uh, yeah. Then uh, I think you'll like this dick, like kind of right. thing. It's more of like you'll look at my. Dick. Yeah, man. Because then I've been with some ladies, and I don't think anyone likes the way penises look. I don't know. Yeah, they're so, really not. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, no. 
it's you know vaginas yeah. look a lot better like a flower or a flower that's a good or a butterfly i got old, a butterfly an old, an old baseball knit if you will sometimes a baseball yeah, well when you were talking about earlier like you're saying like i'll look at other dicks it's not gay like i don't think it's gay at all like i don't like i will look at for so for me it took me seeing other things to be like i look way different than a lot of other girls and i didn't know like i didn't know right that on. the majority of girls look like this right and i don't and Dang. then dave is like yeah you're contained how do we and get here like, oh. now we're talking dicks well, hey, no, I, I, I said that this could possibly go this way. Right. And everybody was like, you're going to no, bring that up? I go, no, Zach Moody's that dude, man. He's just a free <laughs> spirit. That's it. Yeah, man. It's, it's like you'll, everything. We can talk about dicks. About it all. Yeah. I mean, we have yeah. dicks, and you have to fluff them up if you're going to no, take a I picture. Think, you I don't think that the technology is advanced that you can deal with some things of, like, some random person sending you something you don't want to see, but it also helps you to normalize yourself, right? Because, like, a lot of times people are like, surprise like maybe the first time like i didn't know that i should probably trim but then not for me personally but i'm saying like dudes or whatever girls would be like i didn't know but then they see other people who do it and then they go well that might be well, what that I is should a, do. just like school shooters dude you see it in the video games no no, no i don't think that no for <laughs> that what in the video game trimming, well, trimming, the, trimming the, the beef dude i want to see keep... what video game you've seen trimming the beef in well i think that's telling what, you man that's you the more normalization i think once somebody came up These with school shooting then people are like they think <laughs> more school shooting yeah but that that is it but i think it helps you i think that even though technology can alive. hurt you it's also you can, something positive you can throw dicks at chicks across the country it's it's, it's, it's a crazy time to and also access. see where you measure up it's access yeah you could be yeah. a grower, not a shower, or yeah. vice versa. There's a lot yeah. of that. And then, like, uncircumcised guys and circumcised guys, you know, like, yeah. we know, like, a lot of times, uh, like, for, our, like, our own son, right? Like, he's in a locker room, the majority of guys are circumcised, and there's someone who's not, and they and talk they, shit to him. They talk shit. Yeah, they call him. Because they he's got not nicknames the for him. They got nicknames for him, and they're, like, talking shit, and I go in there, that I'm like, guys. Dick, dude, that guys, knows. I know. He's the fucking he's unicorn the of the bunch, boys. Like, your shit got chopped just to look hey, cool. He's got His built, shit in, got got built more in lubrication, bro. That's it. That's exactly it. He's got more feeling. He's like, yeah. fucking, but it just looks but different. But for them, he yeah. just looks different, but then it takes someone like Dave to yeah. be like, Hey, bud, you're knocking it, but he's in a better position than you. Right, and it exactly. helps him to feel yeah. better for a minute. My that's, penis was built for speed, not pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> speed, not pleasure. That's it. Fucking so, A, man. Yeah. <laughs> so so this is from social media is where we got here. Right. Yeah. And we were talking about school. Yes. And social media. Mm -hmm. And then we, we went to social media. But you were asking me about high school before that, I think, right? So I, did, I only did a year at, at West High. I had to transfer from there. So, so you did ninth, was it ninth grade? Ninth grade. Ninth grade, yeah. I so did ninth, ninth grade, grade there, then you spent And then I, I, I transferred to a uh, a state-run charter school. So like state-funded, not So run. you went from West High to a charter school? To a charter school all the way in Avondale. Completely like deep into the ghetto at the time. Like I imagine it's, I don't know if it's Not a much nice, better. Who knows, man? Cincinnati changes so fast. Dude. Yeah. But at the time, man, it was a rough part of town. And... This was a school, a guy who was a doctor, like, of education and this and that. But he, he had started a, uh, a charter school because basically he started homeschooling other kids and it got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So he found a way to get state funding for charter schools at the time, which right. pissed off public schools so bad because we were getting this money that they 
basically were just letting go by the wayside because they weren't filing the grants for it anyway. It was just getting wasted. So I, my high school experience from then on was I wasn't just a kid at high school, but I also, it like turned me into somewhat of like the as like the aspect of you that sees me as like a, I don't know, like a, just like constantly like involved in things. And right. Like, so he, we were getting, the school was getting sued the whole time I was in school. So I was on like a board with school and going to these lawsuits and participating in court with the school, trying to keep the school open the whole time I went to school. Then after that, and uh, so that his his vision there was that like he was he had figured out education. He thought like kids of your age won't focus more than 20 minutes. So we're not going to have classes longer than 30. So I was in this constantly rotating classes at school. Yeah, but that's interesting. there was no walls. So right. every class was from here to there. And the guy who ran the show, like the superintendent of the school, he sat his desk in the middle of this wide open room. And we had a whole high school worth of people that like, and that was his thing. It was, he's like, you all need to tame yourselves. He's like, you talk too loud. We should be able to be in a room of this size together. You need to learn how to control your language. And like, it never, no one ever took offense to it as like, oh, here's this crazy old white man coming to tell us to like quippy and hood kids. Right. That everyone took it as like, this guy's letting us in on life. He's telling us like how to do it. Like you have to speak respectfully and calmly to each other and whatever. And he made this whole high school work out of this wide open room. And I still went to school with like a lot of kids, you know what I mean? Right. But, uh, and I got into an entrepreneurship program there and that, so I spent those three last three years of high school. Uh, and he would let us drive. I, I took elective classes at, at uh, Cincinnati state. So I would drive off campus and go take classes at Cincinnati state and then drive back to school. Like he gave us a lot of responsibility and it was like, I don't think I would have finished high school without finding this place. You know what I mean? Really? So, yeah. and, uh, and he was a super active guy, uh, Dr. David Nordyke. And, uh, it's just one of those things, man. You can't beat it. You can't beat like, there's like, I don't, I don't know if y'all like believe in God or anything. I don't know what I believe in, right. but I do I'm believe that you. there's someone like yes. painting this picture the whole time. Something. Maybe. Yeah. And, uh, Super healthy guy was like a vegan, which is, you know, whatever debatable if that's healthy or not. But he died in a boxing ring as far as I remember, like just after school one day, they said like, you know, he had done a few rounds and was like in good shape and just sat down and that was it, you know? And after he passed, there was no one really there that was able to keep up that like constant fight of like hauling 20 kids to a courthouse, like two and three times a month to like sit in and you know, explain why the place needed to be open. So it's unfortunate that it's gone, but the amount of people that I met there that have really impacted my life, is like, it's the reason I think I'm a quote unquote interesting person. I don't think I'm that interesting, but everybody says that, that we've had on the show. Yeah, they do. So when I showed up there, it went from being that, that culture shift that I talked about being like, like West high is like a very diverse school. It's 50, 50 probably, which is super diverse. The same one. So it, well, so then I went, I was like the only white dude in my grade. Like there was one other guy and he was the kid's son. (laughs) And who we're still really great friends, but his dad started the school and he was the only other guy my age that was also like, you know, a, a, a fair skinned fellow. Right. So then my last three years of sports, only white guy there, only white guy in the locker room. Talk about dick problems. Jesus. So, so you didn't go to Oak Hills at all? No, never. Why did I think you went to Oak Hills? I smoked a lot of weed with those guys. Well, you, uh, but what, you like know my cousins, <laughs> Miranda, Courtney, Kristen, the Sanders. Maybe. 
Miranda yeah. Probably, man. I'm so terrible with names, yeah. man, and numbers. It's and been okay. remembering anything, but yeah, I knew some Miranda. For some reason, I thought you went to Oak Hills. Maybe. I don't know why. No, man, I, I didn't. I did not go to Oak Hills, but I did have like a lot of friends that went to Oak Hills. Did you play sports in high school at all? Yeah. Did yeah, you? man. What'd you play? Yeah, I played football mostly. Football? Yeah, football was like my thing, and the other sports would revolve around football. Like if it was, if I felt like you know, baseball was going to interfere with my weight training for football. Like that's when I kind of dropped other sports. When I, those last three years of high school, I decided to take super serious and it wasn't so much like I, uh, like wanted to be like a, like star football player because Uh I, it was more like, I just, at that point I hadn't like really given anything my all, you know? So like football was this thing. And I was, I had come out of like, all punk rock and hardcore stuff. And it was like, all my friends were shitting on me for playing football. Like, what do you mean you're going to play football? Oh yeah. yeah. And I was like, dude, I need to do this. Like, right. and I was fucking good at it. You know what I mean? Right. It was like, like hammering people. And, uh, it, uh, is, is, I would say it's probably one of the things that I'm like the most glad that I did in high school was right. go put myself into this. Like I didn't play football much before that because of like, I played a few years when I was young and then other sports took over and, but I put myself into a situation of playing a sport that I wasn't good at. And with like being the only white dude for miles, you know, it was, right. it was, a di- it was a big, it was a big switch, but man, some of the, some of the best friends, uh, I've got are out of that situation. So, okay. so yeah. And that, that, like I said, the opportunity there to have that, uh, Trying to get a hold of the boys. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to interrupt you or be rude. We use but the I'm, kids as delivery children. I use them as delivery, and then our dogs need yeah. to go out. So I'm like, hey, can you come take the dogs out? But yeah, you know how that goes. That's life. Can yeah. you text them? That would be awesome. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, that's where the the entrepreneurial program there was. Uh, there was so there was seven of us. Mm-hmm. I, if I if my memory serves me, correct. this is at the what, what was that school? It was called, called Harmony. So oh, Harmony High School. And guess, oh. like, Hubler's sister went to school with me. So Really? Yeah. In some weird twist of events, she was, like, a grade or two younger. And she was – so that school, when we, once it became a school, like, I don't even know if we were in there at the same time because we uh, had to move. We had right. to, like, constantly move because – we, the school would keep getting shut down from like zoning rules. Like you can't fucking have a school here. What are you doing? Like, man, I'm because like who think, gets who gets to pick where schools story. are zoned? Yeah. Like the government who controls. I thought there was a new. They didn't want anyone stepping school. on their toes. Yeah. So, yeah, it it was wild stuff. But man, I was super thankful to to have that dude in my life. And when he passed away, man, that was it was a heavy hit for me. Like I didn't. And it was my friend's dad. You know what I mean? Right. I was like, what do I? Right. You're like, man, it was it was a blow to like. Not just me, but I think that, like, a big portion of, like, these unheard parts of the city, like, over in Roselawn and Avondale and, like, you know, like, there's no one really, you know, the kids you don't really think about. Like, he cared a lot about that community. The community, And uh, people still, like, there's, like, memorial pages to him on Facebook and stuff. Like, the the community still loves that guy. Right. So, yeah, super thankful that I didn't have to finish school at West High because uh, it didn't work for me at all. So you went to West High and then to Harmony? I'm yeah, sorry. I went to West High for one year. 
Just for, for oh, one, just for one ninth, year. And then ninth you, grade, yeah. You went to Harmony for three? So you graduated yeah. from Harmony. Yeah, I graduated. Oh, I thought Believe it was it the not. other way around. I don't know no. why I'm not following. Oh, see, you're on, you're, on the, you're on the drugs. <laughs> you're, you're, you that's got all lit on these. That's what they would say. Buttery, buttery nipples. nipples. Buttery nipples. <laughs> buttery nips. <laughs> what kind of music you rock, dude? Right now? Uh, yeah. So right now. I'm going to hit this uh, shot, too. Go ahead. Dude, local guy. Uh, local guy? Arlo McKinley in uh in the Lonesome Sound is uh it's like deep, like heartfelt, like real country music. And I've never been a country music guy, right? Oh yeah. But like he writes these songs that it's like and maybe in part it's like I know who he's talking about. Like I've I've been friends with some of these guys right. that, that have gone through like, you know, like overdosing and stuff like that. You know, we we know some of the same people, so they hit hit extra hard, but like I'm getting emotional talking about the album. You know what I mean? I like, see it, man. It's like yeah. heavy, good right. music. What's I, this guy's name? Uh, Arlo McKinley. A-R-L-O? Yeah. Arlo McKinley? Yeah. And okay. so, like, I had known him from way back, like, even, uh, like, punk rock stuff. I feel uh-huh. like we probably jammed maybe, like, at somewhere. Like, we had a lot of friends in common. And someone was like, oh, you got to check out. He's doing, like, country music now. And I was like, oh, like... You know, like Garth Brooks, like this is Rhinestone so Cowboy. He's but, a local dude? Yeah, local. And, like, actually got me into other country music. So I've, like, something changed, and I listen to, like, like a real country music now. Country not like, music's good, man. Not like what's on the radio. It puts you in a good mood. You're the first guy who told me to listen to Bob Seger besides my dad. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love Bob Seger. <laughs> not not the best country. Love I love Bob Seger. I actually want to go see him in concert because, like, th- I think this is his last tour, but, dude, tickets are... I, I can't I can't pay $100 to go see a dude, you know, and you're way up in the top. Like, Yeah. I don't yeah, know, man. man. Just uh, stream it; it's better. Yeah, stream it or something. Just like, it's just after stuff's... you go to your fourth or fifth UFC fight, you're like, I'm staying home. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah. What'd you listen to back in the day? Back in the day was punk rock, man. I was into uh, rap music at all. Uh, so when I started going to Harmony, I I got into like I listened to rap music like ironically. You know what okay. I mean? And it was this thing with, like, so when you're, like, a white dude around a bunch of other black dudes who's not trying to also pretend to be a black dude, like, a right. different level of respect comes in, uh-huh. and then new jokes come in. So, right. like, I'm cool with getting capped on, you know what I mean? But right. it would be this thing where, like, we would be in my car and listen to rap music together, and they would, like, laugh at me about, like, that I didn't know what, like, different things meant and stuff right. like that. Yeah. So that kind of developed me being into hip-hop, like, later in high school. So, like, I got in love with music from punk rock, but then I really got into stuff like, you know, like, Gangstar and, like, KRS-One yeah. yes. and stuff because they're, like, you know, I had friends that explained to me, like, when they say blah, 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 that means this, you I'm know. dealing with that now, like, you with know? the music now. I yeah, explained. Like, yeah, you got to find out what new drugs are. Well, one stuff. of the kids on the <laughs> hockey team asked me if I knew what a bitty was. Okay. Do you know what a bitty okay. is? I mean, like at my time, that was just a bitch, like just you know, like or like old lady, like an old, like an old bitch. Yeah. No, no, it's a young bad bitch. Yeah. Now it's a good thing to be. Yeah. Now it's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. I didn't know. It's because these young girls aren't doing it right. That's why. See, they got. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. It's just. I don't know. It's it's all that though. No. Like the music now, it's like you gotta be explained of, of the words they're using. Yeah, man. Something happened to music, and 
I mean, agree. a lot of stuff happened to music if you want to go down wormholes. But I, I agree with you. <laughs> but, yeah. But you guys, true. I remember, were like uh, more, more Jade nah. in particular. We're very open about like listening to Twisted and ICP. Oh, and I stuff. still am. I yeah, still, right. still listen Which to were things that I would only listen to in the car by myself. Really? I secretly liked... Cause I, you know what I mean? Like I, so I wanted to find other hip hop once I found out right. about hip hop and people were like, Oh, you got to check this out. And I liked it. But all of my friends back here were like hardcore kids who like, yeah. hated ICP well, kids. I was, you couldn't uh, listen to that. I was <laughs> listening to uh, me and my buddy, uh, growing up, my, my best friend growing up, we were listening to BC boys. Like we were on oh, BC yeah. boys all day. And then he brings his tape. Uh, to me and he says dude you got to check this shit out i got something that's way better than beastie boys i'm like oh yeah all right so i put it in and it's dead body man and it was an icp song that was on the great white hype soundtrack and that's what he had and it was like call me the dead body man and it was just crazy shit about bodies dead body man like it was and i was like what the hell so i started researching right. and then went to circuit city Oh, <laughs> and bought the TBT. riddle. Yeah, and bought the riddle box album, and that, no. that that that's what started it, man. And it's like you know, with ICP, it was like like you felt like you were part of a family. That that's what it, it, you know. They got that movie out now. It's called Family, and no. you really felt yeah, dude. I don't see any advertising for anything. It's a weird part watch of my TV. life. You it's like, like TV. No, yeah. I like commercials. It's like I'm like a kid now. I see yeah. TV. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Like I don't even know what fucking cars are out. You know what I mean? Like, it's true. The, yeah. the world is a different place to me now. But yeah, yeah, that's cool. They're making an ICP movie. But yeah, I, but their stuff now is like not. You know, like I don't listen to their new shit because it's horrible. Yeah, like it's almost like they wrap their way out of the game as far as you like, can smoke con yourself retarded it's content. <laughs> yeah, you're not like, allowed to say retarded, but they say retarded. Yeah, the so R word. Can, yeah. yeah, yeah, you can yeah. say it. I mean, yeah, I'll just, no, I'm yeah. I, I say full retard. I go. Yeah, that's what I, it's not. It's no self, no offense. But if you look it up in the dictionary, it's actually a word. That, yeah, know. I don't go that deep with it. Yeah. No, I'm just like stop trying to control sounds that come out of my face hole. It's yeah. weird. Well, tell yeah. me I can't say stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know that's true. Yeah. yeah. It was just sounds that come out of my face hole. I feel not, like people yeah. just get really offended by things easily more I now. And people I feel are like looking to be offended. I think oh, it's man. because of... I think it's because of there we go. social media, the news, and everything. You know, Facebook and social media. I think that's why people are on this, you know... Trump, Outrage culture. Trump getting voted in office really fucked a lot of people's worlds up. Me, I was just like, okay, whatever. Like, let's go this way and see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's know? not let's not pretend that we ever had any control over any of this. Ever. Right. True. <laughs> yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. That's sure. why. Like, ultimately, like, I had a lot of friends who were mad at me that I voted for Gary Johnson, and I was like, I'm voting for Team like something fucking different. I feel like this is goofy. We've been playing this like red blue game for my whole life. Right. And. Man, people like did not take well to like me not wanting to pick sides, and I still don't really. I I'm, mean, I'm like, in the middle. I <laughs> yeah. think a lot of people are well, in the middle. Well, I think you should like, vote for whatever candidate is the best candidate for you. Yeah, that's what I think. Because so, it's for you, right? Yeah, it's your Wasn't vote. That the whole point of the whole team, right? It's your vote <laughs> yeah. for so, the people, right? Yeah. For the people, whatever. Yeah, but like but for the really? people, like there's like I'm not voting for the people next door because right. we have totally different morality views, right? right? So for me, it's whoever fits me best. Right. The majority of the time, it's not one group, but it's yeah. like if someone came through as third party that fit me the best, that's who I would vote for. Yeah, yeah you man. You know, and or someone voted off. You know, even if they're not a third party, they're <clears> just, right. 
you know, write me in or whatever. If, yeah. if they fit what was I was about, that's who I would vote that's for. That's kind of where I'm at, yeah. That's why ultimately, like, I mean, like, geez, people hate it when I say it too, but, like, I'm cool with, like, Trump being the president for reasons like that. Like, I think, like, to me, it's not bad. I like discourse. I like everyone being angry all the time. And because, yeah, man, I think it's what gets shit done. Not even if it's good things getting done or bad things getting done, but, like, People are aware of things. You know, you think about it more. Like, it sucks to have people at each other's throats. And it sucks to, like... So, like, I'm a big, hairy American winning machine, and I drive a big truck and whatever. Like, people assume things about other people now that are, like, weird. Like, why would you assume anything about... So, like, I, it's, it's something I've moved a, away from. Like, you can't assume because, you know, a dude's a big guy with a beard and a lot of tattoos and whatever that, like, I've got to be, like... Like, I must fucking hate gay people or something. Gotta, you know, like, yeah, gotta, gotta hate it. Yeah, it's gotta. just that, that. And the other thing is I'm pretty patriotic, and that is from me having, like, such a, a life experience of being able to go to other countries and things like that. I feel like that's what makes us freaking neat to go to another country. It's different than here. We're not all the same. Like, right. let's embrace that, not, like, right. you know, so it, it, it's it's just... I think you need someone that causes discourse because I feel like people become complacent. So yeah. you need them to become outraged about yeah. something. So it's like people have known that, you know, like anti-abortion groups have been trying to overturn Roe vs. Wade since Roe vs. Wade mm -hmm. happened. But it's not until like you get someone who's going to do it and then you see states actually passing those laws yeah. that it's pulling a ton of people out like I've been to Planned Parenthood things with my sister, you know, where we're, you know, we're right. pro-choice. So, and right across the street is a bunch of other people who totally disagree with yeah. me. And but what sucks about that, that in particular, is I've been telling people close to me for a long time, like, this is coming. And, like, they refuse to believe it. They Like, a lot of people, oh, that would never happen. I'm like, no, there's going to be states that pull the trigger, dude. Like, there is, and here's the one thing that no, like, I, I, People in my family are like, oh, you're into fake news or whatever. But I told them the numbers on the March for Life rally, like, up there this year was massive. I, I was like, I can't believe how many people showed up. Like, there is a lot of young people that this is their thing. They, they you know, and they're like, no way. You're just, that's Alex Jones or something, right? Like, yeah. it can't be real news that there's a lot of people who are anti-abortion right. right now. You don't know anything about 19-year-old kids right now. There are a lot of them, and, like... This illusion that old people are the ones who are affecting these decisions. No one's looking at kids right now. There's a lot of kids that helped, like, make that decision for those. You know, they're they're playing to who's down there with them. Right. It's not all old people. Right. I think know? when they talk about, like, uh, kids now being more socialist-esque, right? Like, I think those things come along with it when they talk about acceptance and wanting to help others and doing those things mm -hmm. they see like i want to help people who are mentally ill but then they also see these people who are having abortions for whatever the reason is they can't afford it they don't have support right whatever it is and they're saying like we don't want you to do this because we're going to do all these other things so it's like they talk about the new generation with them being like socialists but i think that's portion of it so i think you're absolutely right when you say there's a lot of young kids who believe that way because they're also part of all these other movements they right. want to do to help these people to feel like they don't have to do that because of money or because of su right. you know, support or whatever they can actually go ahead and have it because they know that all of these other things are in place and that's yeah. the things they want to put in place so as much as people are anti-socialist like though they're also supporting it at the same time without even knowing. And I think that's a lot of the problem with people now is that they don't understand like, 
there's good things that are happening, like when they say like socialism's bad, but it's like you like the police, you like the roads, no. you like the hospitals. <laughs> well, I know, but I'm saying yeah, like, yeah, if some, yeah. well, if, but if someone was getting robbed, like if you were getting yeah. robbed or you were seeing uh, an old yeah. lady getting beat up by someone and you can't intervene, you know, like your thought is to call the police, right? So it's like yeah. they're coming, like not your guys' thoughts, right? right. You're large men. I am not. Yeah, no. So it's like. You're calling them to come help. If someone's house is on fire, you're calling the fire department to come because my hoe's not putting out their fire. Right. You know, so they're fine with socialism then, but they're not fine with socialism to help someone who's poor to not, you know, to get education right. or, or whatever. But that socialist movement is also helping the, you know, pro-life movement. Yeah, for sure. You know, and it's it's one of the things that, like, I, I'm pretty anti-socialism, but from different reasons, you know, because I think I went to, like, I went through that like public school situation of like, you know, watching what really happens with how schools get funded, you know, and having to sit through court and fight for money from a state to give it to you because like as a whole, the whole system wanted to move a different way. And now the whole system stuck with like our public school system instead of having state funded by our own state money, not federal money, but having like our own high schools that are in our own state and making each state have its own rules, which is kind of like what the whole idea was. And I think that that's I, where I we're at as a battle in America. On that is that like, that's not the school, like the, the socialist idea of school. I think it's the funding. Like, I don't believe that property taxes should fund local schools ever. Right. Because my house costs $180,000, but a house in Price Hill costs forty. So those schools are always going to be underfunded. Right. That's whack. So, so the money should be pooled together and then split among the students. You know, we got $100 million for this thing. We got 100 kids. You know, every kid right. counts as a million bucks. You hmm. know, like, I know that. I can't. Yeah. I don't want to do big math. It would be way easier to manage from like a state perspective. That's what I wish there were options that way. Like if each state could make their own rules. But you that's know? the way it should be. Like so, I'm not against federal funding. I think the federal funding <laughs> should say, okay, Ohio, you have like, here's our pool. We got a million dollars for school. There's 50 states. You know, Ohio's got 10%. So they get 10% of the budget, you know, and that's how they break right. up federal money. So every kid across the United States is getting the same chance at a good, you know, the same standard of education as everyone else, you know, because I know that my brother talks about all the time of sending his kid to a private school because he doesn't want him to go to the local school district because their houses aren't very valuable in that area. Oh yeah. It makes a huge difference. Right. I mean, so, it made the decision why we went where we went because schools in Indiana are not that hot. And the only option there was, am I going to homeschool the kids? Cause I had really considered it for a long time. Really? Yeah. Yeah, man. I still am considering it. Like, he's only going into first grade now, you know? And it's, if we could make it work, why shouldn't I? I feel like that's more of a social responsibility for me to not soak up funding, you know, and do it my way, too, because I think that... But you, but you also, <clears throat> like, not to go off again, but, like, you also pay for that, you know? So you're not soaking up funding, like, you're paying into that. So it's fucked up. That's I true. waited till I was 30-something to have kids. I've already paid it off. I've been paying for it. Yeah. Right, but that's what I'm saying. You know, like, I've you've, been you've paid for it. into that. <laughs> yeah. So you've paid for your child's education. Yeah, but that's the difference is I think it sucks. Like, I think public school sucks. No, I think anything that comes from the government is usually, like, the bullshit issue of it. Like, I, I think agree. it all sucks. I think the problem is is that that this the world has changed significantly since school started, but the way we teach children is not right. changing. We're still and it hasn't you changed. You teach them how to quit being curious right away. Well, 
it's, that school's it's number like, one job. Well, the thing for me is that I see that with my kids, they did so much better in a Montessori type school right. than they did in a standard school. And that's the problem is that they don't, they don't really recognize that your kid needs a different way to learn unless you go through the whole process of getting like a 504 plan or, it, yeah, or an like individualized they, education they plan with them. think every kid learns the same way. Right. But... And it's they not don't. the shit on teachers, man. Like I said, I wanted to be a teacher. Like I, oh, you know, dude, it's I like, love te- teachers. Yeah, that's have a hard not what I'm saying. Job, man. I'm you saying don't, like, sh- it's it's definitely something that I would like to see fixed. But I also don't live under some illusion that like oh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick this one special man who's gonna fix school for my kid. Like right. it's so bananas that people will take this one figurehead and l- allow it to like not let them want to see their own mom or something like that. Right. You know, like it's that big of a deal to some people in our family. And it's like, silly yeah. man, come on. You know, yeah. what, what, how much of really life can involved, we really be in control of? You know, well, I think if people really got involved locally, they could change local because a lot yeah. of people don't really. Well, that's how the system's designed to work. Like it's designed to be run from like the inside out. And right. I like think we just, our parents got complacent with letting it grow right. so big. And I think that's what brought Trump through was like, People like me who like were, I was just afraid of how big everything was getting. I'm like, it's, it's growing so fast. I've watched companies grow real fast and flop over, you know, like this is our government was growing so fast that like, to me, it's like, I don't care if it's something I really care about. I consider myself an environmentalist, but if people are like, Hey, oh my God, they're hacking tons of money out of the EPA. Cool. Whatever. Cause I feel like I need to hack tons of money out of all of it, you know, and make it, and it sucks if it's gotta be someone who comes through and does it this way, but you know, it's, it is what it is. So, so I I like the discourse and, but it's, it's one thing, it's what I, it's like the same with like the TV thing. Like I don't watch TV. So when people ask me about stuff, I'm like, Oh no, I haven't heard about that or this. You yeah. know? <laughs> right. Well, you're coming so, from it from a different angle. Yeah. You know? you're coming yeah. It's like it for me, your... that wouldn't work for me. Like I need to absorb as much as possible because, and I've talked about this probably on every podcast we've had, but like I have high anxiety and yeah. like the yeah. more, the more I control. So it's not control, but for me, like I'll lay in bed and I'll just think about everything that could potentially happen for something. And then I, I figure out a way to right. fix it before it ever happens. So then if it does happen, I already have a solution before it ever happened and I can fix it ASAP. And most of the right. time it's like, he doesn't even know what happened. I or similar. Whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. So this like was, for me, this. if I didn't know what was happening, yeah. like I would be stressed. Yeah. I, I like, I would not be able to sleep. Like yeah. when Dave, My issue is I go down tangents and I know way too much about something that doesn't matter here and there, you know, like, yeah. so, but it's, yeah, it's I have, like for me, I pick and choose. Like yeah. my friend was, we did a conspiracy, um, a, a conspiracy episode on my other podcast. And we just talked about like all these different types of things. And, you know, and she was talking about like lizard people and r- the Illuminati and all this shit. But like, for me, it's like, Wait, what? Oh, you should, you should listen to it. It's like <laughs> yeah. two hours long, but we talk about everything, and it's like lizard people. Yeah, lizard I'm people. Down. Yeah, so I'll it's go. like it's like, <laughs> so it's like the Illuminati, but it's like I feel like money is always driven results for whatever you want, right? So, so the if, people who controlled math turned into lizards. I got, I got to. No, it's like the Queen of England is <laughs> right. like a lizard and like solid. Yeah, so they're like lizard people, aliens. I like so. it. You think so? No. No, I don't know, no, but I'm just dude. Saying, like for me, I'm just like a shaved like, monkey on a spinning rock in space. 
For all I know. Like for me, it's like, I, what I can I control? No like I control my, no, like not, what, where my kids go, you know, like and, and who they're hanging out with and, and whatever else. But like, like I don't pretend that there's like, I don't think that our government isn't doing a bunch of shady shit right now. Oh yeah. Like they got a whole bunch of operations happening right now that yeah. they think is in my best interest. And I understand that's going on and that's part of life. Yeah. Like, so that's, that's like the Venezuela thing. I've seen this coming for, I think three and a half years. Because of, like, not watching news at all. And I remember everyone was like, oh, my God, dude. Like, we're going to war with North Korea. It's going down. I'm like, where are you getting this? Because, like, the only, I guess, news you would say that I get in is I do play with the stock market. And it's where I've put some time. So, like, I watch trends and I see where things go and who's buying what and selling what. And from that, you can kind of, like, holy shit, this company just bought a bunch of that company. What's happening? Like, when I saw uh, Bear acquire Monsanto... That threw me through this like research hole of both of these companies and what this merger meant to the market and for either of them because I saw what was the interest in either of them. Why would they possibly? And is it to sell medical weed? Is what I think might be at the bottom of it. You, the largest farmer is bought by the largest pharmaceutical group, but the largest so, GMO creator, right? Right. So right, has been bought by yeah. So the, the that's the type of like I guess news that I get is I'll go down like crazy wormholes. But yeah, the Venezuela thing. I mean, there was chatter about that because of them wanting to not take the same money basically for oil. Right. And so they were going to take themselves out of the oil trading game. And so like, I mean, that's why like you hear these horrible news stories about their president and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know any of that if it's true or not. Like I haven't looked into any of that, but I do know that like, as far as money goes, this is the same thing we've done a bunch of other times. We go right. give people some democracy anytime, uh, anytime they've got a bunch of oil, they don't want to sell us. Right. But, but I, I so. think like when it comes to that though, like the, um, like I just thought lost my whole train of thought. I'm sorry. sorry. It's no, okay. no, no, I was going somewhere off that. Like with, with the Venezuela thing, like with, when they talk about fake news, right. And it's like, well, my news is right and your news is fake. Right. And then you're like, my news is right and your news is fake. But like, you can read a history book and you can read what side wrote it, yeah. right? Like it's it's like you read about Native oh, Americans yeah. in history books. They're well, not who wrote those books? White people, right? A white man, dude. So, no, but it's like it's when true. You, you have a I like very the way you say point. white there. Yeah, dude. White man. I like to pronounce. No, but it, it. is. But so it's but like it's super when, true. Based on what, so when people are surprised by yeah. fake news, it's like every history book you've ever read exactly. is fake. I want to know when they're going to change all the JFK stuff in history books because when they like, release it. It's a lot of it's been released recently, and like that threw me down a wormhole for weeks, man. Were you? Yeah, dude. I was reading all these like in like these types of governments uh, documents. You see, it's just like. It's like if someone took like a black marker and went over everything you wanted to know. Everything. So it's like trying to yeah. read a novel and then you're like, and then who did it? So where they do the where they do that? Yeah. Oh, they like marked 12, out. It's one of the things. Pages of redactions. Yeah, one of the things that you can for sure see is that like he definitely got shot twice, so that ruins that story. You know, and there, there's a lot of like solid things that even with the redacted shit, like they need to change what they teach in history now. Like, will they change that or does the story change and stay the same? So, because if, like, what I've read through those, doc like, a lot of, like, power changed hands in our country that day. Like, that's right. where, it was the beginning of, like, 
Who knows what? Well, that's where it was that, when the lizard people took yeah. over. Well, even that? before <laughs> that, they were talking about like the concerns of the industrial military complex. You know, being concerned about how fast it was growing, how big it was becoming. Oh and, yeah. Like, Kennedy is the culmination of that. Like they wanted to do something, he was totally against it, and then all of a sudden he got assassinated, and then we were right in it. Yeah. Right after that, and it's the same why they talk about how the military loves Trump so much because he's like, you guys know what you're doing. So do whatever you need to do. Right. So then they're like, oh, we need to go to Iran right now. So yeah. they are sending troops to Iran. So, I mean, businessman is not always the best play for, right. for the guy charged. Because as a businessman, it makes total sense. You handle this. I got other shit to do. Well, yeah. he signed an executive order. <laughs> Plus, um, isn't a lot of his companies going over there to fix the shit that we blow up? I would hope so. I mean, it's well, what Halliburton did. He just did. signed an emergency order to like do an arms sale to Saudi Arabia, even though they know that Saudi Arabia killed a journalist. So they he so that because he felt like Congress was holding up the arms sale, God. so he just he did an emergency and said they're our ally and he needs a, it's an emergency and they need eight billion dollars worth of he's arms like, I'll right now. Do whatever I want. And he did. Yeah, he's fucking gangster man. He did two gangster. days ago. I'm telling you, he is. He don't give a fuck. He'll put it out there on Twitter like "fuck you, you fucking." But the oh, thing to man. me is that like our military is so big. Like when people talk about North Korea, like I don't worry about. Them. Like, I don't worry about North Korea. I don't worry about Iran. Oh, I don't man. Like, so much of me, like, sees everyone there as humans. It's, that's what I mean. Like, I went, when I went through the hippie transition, I used to be the guy who was, like, super, like, pro-big state. Like, whatever, let's mop everyone else off the map. This is America. You know, and, like, bomb the shit out of whatever for whatever. Like, I didn't care. And then I had friends in the military that died. And it changed a lot, you know. Yeah. And then when all the shit hit the fan, like I talked about, you know, the the the... I started getting deep into, like, yoga shit, right? Right. And then, uh, because I'm not watching TV or whatever. So then I got obsessed with, like, deep water, uh, ice water breathing challenge, you know, like, mm -hmm. crazy you know, Wim Hof methods. Wim stuff. Hof, yeah. Yeah, so it really chilled me out. And everything in life I look at from a different perspective. But hearing about the North Korea stuff, it, the, the only part of me that did get nervous mm -hmm. was I was like, Jesus, dude. It would be so terrible. Like, just what impact does that have on the world if a whole bunch of people like that die all at once? Like, if but, we did just But that's just literally what them? would happen, right? Yeah. You're just talking about, like, it's, it's a huge humanitarian crisis. All those people are starving. They put on the show to the world. Yeah. And he's just launching off these, you know, missiles that Cartoon bombs. really aren't going to do shit yeah. ever. And people are worried about him. Like, I'm not worried about that. It's, like, worried about... Like, the Humans. next person is, like, <laughs> yeah. Russia, you know? Like, worry about them. Like, they're a bigger threat to me than North Korea ever will be, yeah. no matter what they hope and pray for, ever. So, but that's the, you know, with that type of stuff, like I said, I only try to understand so much because it's like, you know, we've only got so much time here. Right. It's like... That's and, true. Uh, and more than ever lately, man, I've just been finding myself, like, overwhelmed with the feeling of, like, damn, I wish I got to live again. Like life is so fucking cool right now. You well, know, it like, goes quick though. Yeah, like, it does. 40, That's what man. I mean. I'm like halfway there. Yeah, Hopefully. today I'm driving home from this birthday party, and both of my kids are being hilarious in the back seat, and then they're like asleep together and being super cute. And it's like, I just had this like overwhelming feeling driving into this pretty sun of like, damn, I want to be able to do this again. You know, right. like just yeah, it's like the little like stuff like that in life. I'm like, damn, I wish you know. I think because yeah. they're so, so little, but we're to the point now that our kids are so old that like my excitedness is now about what my life's going to be like without them and with him. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. What are the adventures he and I are going to do? Do you guys could be like flight attendants? <laughs> no, well, like, not you. Well, like for us, you know, like, my guy. Hello. So, 
What's up, man? That's Zach Moody. That's Dade. Dade so brought big. us some beers again. Yeah. There it's we been go. a hot minute, dude. There so it's go. like my focus Thank now you, is making Appreciate sure, it. like, him and his brother are ready for the world as much yeah. as I can. Right. You know, right. in our and, control. <laughs> yeah. As, you know, like, for right. me, I just told them the other day, you know, like, I can, like, die knowing that I did everything that I possibly could to give you and your brother the best chance at having a good life. What you guys do with all the things that your dad right. and I did for you yeah. is on you guys after, but I know I didn't yeah. fuck up. I didn't beat you. I didn't, you know, what if like that's all the fuck things. up, dude? What if that's the fuck up? See, that's the thing. That's you it. never know. But to, that, you're, yeah. I mean, you're absolutely yeah. right. Like That's that's my biggest fear, man. Shit like, that I look at from my parents, we might not look the same way. Like, you know, when you get older, you start thinking about all the shit that you said, did, how you acted, and you start having like regrets about that shit you're like man i was an asshole this time and stuff but that's what goes through like when i was like the healing process right you know that's what goes through my mind like at the time would sometimes would flash through so i would be like you know dead of winter right right like three degrees out and i go to wherever i can find running water like out like miami whitewater park or somewhere like that and uh so i would go through these deep breathing meditations uh-huh. to where like i'm seeing fucking stars i've brought i've brought so much oxygen into my lungs and then i would go hold my breath uh pretty much as naked as you can get in a park right like just right. swim trunks and go lay in the creek and just hold my breath until i couldn't anymore and at deep into it man we're talking like minutes I could go without breath. And uh, so during that time, like, and this is what Wim Hof talks about, like your brain will let go of these memories, right? Uh-huh. And help you understand parts of your past that are like, you shut stuff out, you know, you know, right. and whatever. But uh, so I would go and do this crazy shit, right? So imagine you're like walking your dog and you see this like fat guy laying in the creek. <laughs> yeah, but that's Just like, uh, yeah. like a lot know. of your pictures on, on uh, Instagram, are like that like yeah. you're in the woods you're you're yeah. in your vibrams five fingers and you're like yeah in some trim trunks and it's yeah. you know a foot of snow out and you're like yeah meditating that's what it looks like it looks so, like a meditative zen state man it's such a cheesy to, word dude i wish there was something cooler for it but what? like meditation so like i i don't like the word i don't i feel like it's like a perverted term like uh-huh. i don't feel like it's natural i'm sure it might be the original translation uh-huh. who knows but I feel like it comes from something else. And there's, like, different cultures. This is what I found. I started looking at, like, I like, I was, like, always deeply jealous of my friends who were religious because I didn't have, like, a God to talk to, right? Right. And I think this is what I was looking for there. And so, like, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, maybe. Oh. But, like, so a lot of, like, Native American heritage that was supposedly in my family. Who knows if it's real or not? But they talked about like talking to the ancestors and like whatever. So that was the only focus I had sometimes when I would go into these meditations is I wanted to talk to someone who'd been around before, like before me, like uh-huh. who, who was me before me, you know, like, and as crazy as that sounds, man, like I was just looking for a way to balance life, you right. know? Right. And, uh, and but if it feels real, I don't know if it's real, but you know, it's well, uh, it is. There's a thing about like the seven generations, like you, you're always seven, like you're always thinking about your impact today and how it's going to impact seven generations from you now, right? So instead of thinking about like the now and what's happening now, so like when you're thinking about what did my ancestors do to get me to where I am today, 
like you're thinking about the sacrifices and the things right. that they've done and you're like like trying to see if you're living up to what they hoped your life would be right kind of thing like that's literally what i do all like i do it all the time like i said right. i think like what are the things that my family has struggled to do and the things that they have done that made me the person that i am today whether it's good or bad right so right. like to me i feel like adversity helps to shape you like my kids they haven't grown up as far as like how i did as far as like adversity that I couldn't control, like being poor or whatever. But like they've dealt with adversity of like not making teams they wanted to make or dealing right. with shitty kids or whatever. It's like important, yeah. yeah. They felt adver adversity even though it wasn't like a struggle of like, am I eating tomorrow kind of thing. So I said, and I think that all the time. And then I think about like, am I doing all the things that would make my kids think, look back and say, my mom was great or my mom helped me do this, or my mom lacked here, and that helped me to change this, so I didn't. And I think about that, and then going forward, like, how will they treat their kids? What will they instill in their children that I instilled in them? So right. I think about those things all the time. So to hear that you do it, like, I feel, I always felt like it was something that I did for anxiety. Right. Like, here's all the things you're doing right. Here are the things you're doing wrong. These are the things you need to fix so that they don't impact. God, I feel like that would give me anxiety. Like that's the, like, that calms my anxiety. Like, thinking about, the, thinking yeah. about that, yeah. What am I doing wrong? Jeez. Those, yeah. are, those are the True. things I worry yeah. about all the time. Yeah. So yeah, I had a, uh, I had pretty, pretty bad anxiety and it like, I came on from a lot of stuff, but it was, uh, that was the, the Wim Hof method stuff did help me yeah. juggle it. And now, like, even now, like I, it's subconscious. It's so a part of me that I'll, breathe weird every yeah. now and then and then like things just it's kind of like you can get high on your own supply dog like right. you know like yeah. there's ways that i can like I, I really what i think it comes down to from understanding what i do about fitness is you your body will get caught in nervous holding patterns and if you start to become anxious you're gonna like things lock in and yeah. it seems basic and it seems like a meme you would see on the internet or whatever right. like oh set up straight when you're nervous or whatever but like it's a lot deeper than that. Like you can control and manipulate each one of these like muscles all around your ribs. And like, I have total control of that shit. And it feels so weird to like try and explain it to you guys that like, yeah. you know, aren't into it, but it's like, yeah. Well, like your diaphragm, though, right? Yeah. Do you think you learned that from jujitsu having that control? Man, of your I body? wish, I wish I knew this stuff when I was first trying to be good at jujitsu. <laughs> yeah, Cause now what's bad about understanding this stuff is it's, it's made me really lazy at jujitsu is because uh, like, I know how to get people to panic real bad. Right. You know, even, even, even really good guys. And, right. and you know, I've had the opportunity to get to train in other places around the world and stuff. That's not, yeah, yeah. Well, there and and I go down to Florida and train with guys down there oh, regularly yeah. in Cocoa Beach. That America top team down there? Uh, no, no, just a small like Cocoa Beach fight club, like a local place. But uh -huh. it's a it's a Pedro Sauer school. A bunch of guys oh, down okay. there, and and so you know, what I mean, it's like it is the same. All humans have the same response, you know, to certain right. things. So applying like different diaphragm pressure and. Like so, the way like you would you would you would hold like a top control position on someone. Uh -huh. So I've really just found ways to perfect where I can put my ribs on their ribs, and I know what needs to move because of how their body takes in oxygen. Also, there's like spots down in your psoas and knee ride. Like knee ride isn't just like a regular position for me anymore. Like if I want to be mean, like I could really just like 
probably in the match with the knee rot. Like, well, yeah. it, I'm sure like a massage therapist who wanted to get into jujitsu would probably be brutal. You know, like oh, that's so, true. I never thought. But, about and that. I'm not yeah. saying I'm like a wizard or great or anything. What I'm right. saying is like. I learned a couple new tricks and it made me start be getting lazy. Like I need to get more a hold of my jujitsu game because it is it's super important to me. Jujitsu is like it's just uh, I don't know. It keeps me chilled out, but it's it's not like it used to keep me chilled out from an aggressive standpoint. Right. Like I needed to go dump off aggression or whatever. But now it's like. Uh, it, it, it keeps me, it's like a measuring stick. Like I can tell, like you're either getting better or worse all the time. Right. And it's like, at least I have this one thing that I can tell whether or not I'm getting better or worse here. Yeah. And it's something that's like, it's not like it, it, it doesn't matter to me get beat. You know, I get beat all the time. I get tapped right. out all the time. Well, I think it's, uh, you know, it's, it, it, yeah. it's more like what matters to me is like, is it's just having, having, you know, like I said, that measuring stick of like, am I like, Am I like sucking wind because I like am not taking care of myself right now? Am I right. like, you know, am I getting too heavy that like I'm definitely just squashing this guy instead of like really giving him a chance to work? Like, am I just out fatting this dude? Like, <laughs> well, that's it what, makes me it makes me care about the community and, yeah. of the guys there. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. yeah, it's different from when I was younger. I just wanted to fight. That's all I cared about. Yeah. I just wanted to go do fighting. And now you get it's in like, a lot of fights growing up. Did we already talk about that? We talked not, about all the fights at West High. Yeah, I got, like, not before that. Before that was like kind of like Like, how many fights do you think dude. you've been in? All of them. Like, <laughs> like street fights, like, just at the bar, shit like that. It, you know what I it's mean? It's happened. I mean, it's yeah. happened. It's not like when I was younger and, like, it was, like, a hardcore kid or whatever, like, I they, they were like dude. I ran with dudes who like wanted me to fight, and these were just like shitty older guys. You know, there's like shitty older guys would talk you into fighting. That's how I am, man. Like it's kind that. of just like what punk rock was. I, I feel felt like, like you know, I feel like, like a bunch of my friends yeah, are like that, and that's my biggest fear for my kid. You know, what I mean, it's not. It's like I just don't want him to hang out with shitty dudes. Right. Yeah. Would just go talk you into getting into fights for no well, reason. Well, that's not just your fear. I think that's every parent's fear. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> yeah, as much as as much as parents think that they have control over their kids and their friends. They'll find a way, you yeah. know, and that's where kids run away and shit. You know yeah, what I mean? Like I you did. see it on the news, like, oh, we're looking for this girl. She ran away. Well, she probably ran yeah. away because you guys had some sort of fight and you said you're not hanging out with Sarah no more or whatever. And then she's like, fuck yeah. it. I'll show you and see you later. I left that night. And now you haven't seen her in three days. So, yeah. An older kid. Like, I don't know. It was I never had trouble with kids from my school. Like it right. wasn't like I didn't get in trouble with school kids. I got right. in trouble with kids that like basically I think I was going looking for trouble. Yeah, you know, like, and maybe you were. Maybe so I had something I, who to do knows? with you growing try, up. You're trying too, to yeah. understand your childhood brain, but yeah. yeah, school was rough for me, man. I yeah. I had I got diagnosed real early with learning disabilities, right. whatever the fuck that means. And right. but mostly what it meant in Indiana at the time was like you went and sat in the hall but instead I, of being yeah. class with the other kids. But so I've think, always had this like wild a, imagination, like a class clown, right? Like. Whatever. Yeah. You know, it's like kids are... are I don't categor- always think, like you said, like I don't think learning disabilities it always means a learning disability. I no. think there are kids who have legit learning disabilities, and right. then there's other kids yeah. who just don't learn the same or... Yeah. Like, no, we were talking about more dyslexic. before. It's real life. Like, yeah, but I, that's what we were talking about. Street signs are a mess for me. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine being my wife trying to give me directions in the car. That's what you got ways for, though. She's you like, ways. it's right here. How yeah. do you not see the street? And I'm like, that says Batman. You know what I mean? It'll be like Ulna or something. <laughs> like, oh, like, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm super dyslexic. And I uh, I actually graduated high school as much as I just talked about how great my high school was. I graduated high school not really knowing how to read. 
Really? Like, period. No, just, yeah. like, I could, like, very basic understanding of, like, the words you need to know to get by and fill uh-huh. out paychecks. But I had to teach myself how to read probably in my 20s. I was uh, I was on a job with an Irish dude who had to teach himself how to, like, learn our style of English. Uh-huh. And, like, he spoke English, but he's like, I can't fucking read anything here. You know what I mean? Like, it's a different way of. Right. So he's kind of the guy that taught me. Like, this is how you can read fast. And, like, in that dyslexia or whatever, the way it works on the brain, now I can read shit so fast because it's, like, I can see the way paragraphs are put together. It's, like, I see a puzzle, and then my brain figures it out that way. Like, right. I, I don't read, like, left to right. I read, like, oh, here's the beef and cheese. I kind of, like, read outward. So That's what I'm saying, but, like, as a teacher... How do you teach that? You're trying to figure this shit out. For 30 kids. Right. For $30,000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what, yeah, that's what I mean. That's I think about it all Shout the time. Shout out like, to the teachers. No yeah, shit, after, man. After you worked your second job at Kroger the night before yeah. till midnight, then you yeah. got to come in at 6.30 the next day and try to deal with those kids all day it's, and I, then Kroger's, go to Kroger again. Dude, I got no love for the box trolls. If you're working overnight in my way, <laughs> oh, that was playing. me and Jade. Yeah, we did. We used was... to get in fights in the aisles, dude. Yeah. Like leave uh, and do separate aisles. When, you had to yeah, face when, everything. When we first started out, <laughs> well, we were poor. We were poor, and we had two well, jobs. We were just starting out, right? Yeah. It was me and him. We had our first apartment, and it uh, was like uh, I was working at UPS, and it was part time. And then he got a job at Kroger, and then to bring some more money in, I got a job at Kroger too. So I would work from like ten to four a.m. And then I would work from 4.30 to 9.30 at UPS. But he would work the whole time. And his friend would give him a ride home because we only had one car. So we would be like <laughs> putting stuff up. And then we'd get in a fight. I'd be like, fuck you. And I'd go to the next yeah, aisle or he man. would do the same thing. Straight up. Yeah. So you guys have been together since like how old? Fuck, we were 20. 20. 20. 20. Solid. Nice. Almost two, 20 two years. Thou- we met in yeah. 2000, right? Yeah, yeah. October 2000. Wow. So that's cool. That. It's cool that you like grew up together. And, like, we did. We, we did a lot of growing up. Yeah, we know other couples that are like that, you know, yeah. but not very many. Like a lot of our yeah. friends, like, and it's it's a different dynamic if people didn't meet each other until they were like 30. Yeah. It's like, whoa. It's hard. It, it's, it, you know, they don't have the same stories about each other. Like, I mean, I'm, like it's how my mom and my other mom are. Like they met each other in their 30s, you know. Like, yeah. So, oh, they did? Yeah, and they're still together. Yeah, happily ever. Yeah, right? they yeah. they've been together for. They still live where they where I seen you. Like I used to deliver mail over there, over in Chevy. Yeah, Chevy. Yeah, 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 nice. man. Yeah, they've they've been together for, and they once they were able to get married, they really got married and the whole deal. And yeah, but yeah, they're old school gay, like from way back. Way back. Yeah. I think for us, like, uh, you know, like a lot of, like you're saying, people meet in 30s and they have like a lot of stories of them going out and doing things before they're together. But like, that's what I'm excited about now. Cause like, we yeah. didn't have yeah. the money to do that. We had kids young. And then we had kids. We had kids yeah. So then we just that's how, got yeah. to where we are now. We struggled together too. I bought my first house when I was 18 years old. And that was the, the breakdown my mom had when I told her, like, I came to, it was about, she wanted me to go to college so bad. And I told yeah. her, um, like I can't really read very right. good. And yeah. so like, I just need to go to work and she's basically like, well, you can't fucking live here and do that. Right. You know? And mm-hmm. so I was like, well, I'll just buy a house then. And at the time they would just give a kid a house. Right. It was crazy. It's why we had like a stock market crash. Yeah. My brother bought <laughs> one too. Oh, yeah. was that? Yeah, they oh, just, okay. like, I just, like, called a guy who did mortgages that was, like, someone's cousin or something. You know how it is when you're, like, 18? Yeah. 
And I'm like, yeah, man, I want to buy this house over here down the street I saw from me. And he's like, all right, let's do it. And I mean, like, it literally was like this. Like, the next thing I knew, I was like 120 something thousand dollars in debt. But that was an honest 120,000. Like, I knew what I was getting into. And I, uh, you know, I was honestly into that that amount of money in debt. And I just took my ass to work hard. Like, two jobs and. But that's what we were talking about earlier with like kids not really realizing nowadays that part of it. Yeah. You know, that kind of goes full circle yeah. when you were talking well, about kids. Well, and it's sneaky really... too. You can sneak $120,000 onto an 18-year-old kid now because you're just going to college, man. Let right. me give you a little taste of this. Crazy. Come in here and get these classes, homie. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're 200 grand in debt and you owe, and you can't get out of it. Yeah, yeah you can't file bankruptcy. Like, unless someone shoots you. <laughs> and then I think they so, take from your um, life insurance policy. I don't doubt it, dude. First. I don't doubt it. The white man, dude. Cover it. The white man. <laughs> yeah. Goes yeah. back to the white man. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, it's heavy. But like I said, that was an honest debt that I got myself into when I was real young. And uh, it shaped me. Like, the debt shaped me. And before that, my family was super nice and supportive and whatever I wanted to do. Like, they, you know. And Lindsay's family was the same way. She had, like, the best family ever, you know. Right. And, but the decision to, like be in a relationship with this dude that like lived in this house by himself, you know, like it didn't go over well, you know, they kind of had kind of cut her off a little bit at, yeah. at times. And, but look where you're at now. So yeah. So we grew up from full, the time we were yeah. 18. Like we kind of invented our own relationship and just like, I mean, there's times we hated each other and you know, whatever, but it's like we were kids and we stuck ourselves out there sure. and, you know, and she was able to go all the way through and finish her master's, uh, yeah. And I just kept working, you know, I would work maintenance, uh, right. or, you know, whatever. I had so many different jobs, but you right. know, it was just, it was, it was a wild one. You know, we, we did the same, you know, we lost a lot of our childhood to just, just the, the, the grind, hustle, the, right. the yeah, deal. The yeah. But I don't, I don't, I don't feel like we missed anything. Do you feel like you missed anything? I don't I, feel like, like, I don't think that we missed anything. Cause I don't. Feel yeah. like we could have really afforded to do anything yeah. right. besides what we were doing. That's what we I mean. Like, I, I'm like, what's what's the flip side of this coin, right? Like, we say we were overly rich kids, yeah. and our parents just funded us going on like crazy trips and doing whatever the hell we wanted but, for but our twenties. Like, but that might have been like maybe that's where we like what's that called the basic income comes oh, in universal where basic income where like it, it's Sorry. essentially the same Ooh. so i think that's where like universal basic income oh. comes in for like rich kids right because right. they're you know they're funding them and then that's when they decide like okay i've lived this life out like now i'm gonna really focus on doing this thing because i've thought about it and i've seen it and i've experienced it or i've seen some of my other friends go through things so i think like for us like our other friends they weren't doing what we were doing so and our parents didn't give us much guidance so it's like we did everything on our own yeah so my it's mom like, didn't know how to give me well, my I, mom you know, she us. was she had me when she was like 19 my mom, right, my, my mom did too yeah. my mom had five kids by the time she was like yeah. 23. our parents our parents helped us out like a little bit like you know if you got bills or like yeah. something pops up or like some emergency Definitely. shit and you don't have money they throw you some money oh me too man and i'm so thankful feel, for it like i would have never yeah. you know i mean and it was more like yeah the couple those conversations too like yeah i spent beer money i yeah. i spent beer for rent <laughs> you right. know like that yeah. type thing and, yeah. you, and you have to be honest yeah. with someone else about that like 
Right. It checked me a few times that I had to run back, but and I think parents. I never understand. had to sell it, man. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I, I sold it like when I wanted to, and right. and all that. That was, you know, we we made it. <laughs> I actually like it being on the reverse for us because now we're like established. We're where we want to be. We're settled, and right. now we can go out and like live our best life. Right. right. Once we know our kids are out living their best life, yeah. right? So and with like, a knowledge of life, like you can go not get yourself stuck in a Snapchat video. Right? Or, yeah. you know, like, like me at 20. Except for Dave getting beaten up the coach. Yeah. Me, me at 23 <laughs> yeah. will be different than me at 40. You right. know, at me 23 in Italy is different than me at 40 in Italy. So it's right. like I'm happy to see myself go to Italy at yeah. 40 because I'm going to appreciate it so much more right. because I've had to do all these things to get there. And you've yeah. got the knowledge. Just, so, knowledge. yeah. Instead it, of just racking up the credit card debt yeah. in Italy. It's funny, like lately that's been like uh, my only drive to work out. Like, because it comes and goes, man. Like, you can tell I'm not in the best shape I've ever been in. Like, I've, I can gain and lose 30 pounds, like, Dude, in a matter of a few months. But, like, my real drive to, like, train right now and work out is it, like, I've worked so hard for so long. Like, I'm not going to just get old and not be able to go do shit that I want to do. Right. Like, I, you know what I mean? I want to have, like, a resilient body to, right. like, hike around the pyramids or something. If, I, if that's for, what I get to see. You know, like, whatever it endomorphs. is. The endomorphs have some trouble, dude. Larger well, fella. Yeah. Well, like, for us, like. Because we eat, it goes right to the yeah, gut. Endomorph my ass, dude. It's because we were born during Pop-Tarts. That's what it is. Like, not <laughs> Pop-Tarts are an example, but, like, all of, like, the bomb-ass food is from our generation, dude. None of that shit existed before us. And right. they started checking it after us. Like, dude, remember the fucking now, commercials like, for cereal? They can't come out with some crazy shit like they used to have, like candy wise. Like, oh, here's this candy, you just bust it open. There's other candy inside of it, and more candy, and you get diabetes. Now they're like people are like you can't really do that. There's well, like so at, much per serving. Look at all the commercials we had. <laughs> they're like this up. has red dye number five. Right. We can't yeah. feed this yeah. to our kids. So we we got. I think you know like w our body types definitely like will take on weight and put it on yeah. for like. Because we're fucking Vikings, and I'm going to be here until end times. We are. But that's also where, like, the fasting thing works out for me. Like, I can go days without eating, and it's just, like, pfft, I just kind of go into this, like, this is making me healthier for the long run, which, right. like, I know people will debate about, but it's, right. you know, whatever. Like, there's a difference between fasting and, and just not eating very much. Well, I try and, to think about, like, you know, when, when like, just think about all those tribes and all, like, the old times. Like, yeah. what was available then? Not Captain Crunch. Yeah, I know dudes who have, like, thousands dollar rifles and are like fucking into hunting and they suck at it and they can't catch deer yeah. like people did that with a rock dude i think a like, lot of people we, know those we've I got lost some a step at work. Like, we've guys, lost I got, a step as a creature yeah. well i think because we live in such abundance people don't really realize how much food your body doesn't need right oh right you know so like yeah. when you see people get gastric bypass and they weigh 500 pounds and now their stomach holds four ounces of food yeah and their stomach only holds four ounces foods for the rest of their life and they don't die yeah, you kind of you know? just trick them into fasting because the people who stick to those those weight loss surgeries that's that a really good way work, to put it. Yeah, trick them into fasting. Yeah, a, the it. people who've done the weight loss surgeries and it really works. Oh, my mom works at a clinic that does this. So, but right. but what you typically see is, um, they tell you like it, it's, it's such a pain in the ass to eat because of the way it feels because they've got this thing cinching off their stomach that they just do it once a day. Right, and like. 
I can't. I mean, like, if we had to go hunt something, and you can only keep something after you hunt it for like a day or two. What right. are you gonna like haul around a side of animal that's gonna bring another animal to eat you? Right. right. Like, yeah, people didn't kill meat and have it forever. And the same with like nuts and berries. Come on, man, where are you finding those at realistically? Right. Like, there's a you know, like people went long periods of time without eating, and you know, it's it works for me, and it does a lot mentally, man. Because there's those times you realize, like, oh, I've been reaching for this or reaching for that. It's just because, like, you, it, I think part of it's anxiety. Like, there's some mechanism in you that's like, hey, we can fix this problem real fast, like store some more glucose, you know. Yeah. So it's it's easy to start shoving food in your mouth. But now that I, I, I do the fast, like, days on end, it's, uh, I don't know. Don't even get hungry. You get just kind of like you. I I definitely have a way clearer mind. Think about different yeah. things. You know, it's it's weird. But then when you go to eat, do you eat pop tarts? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> man. Cool. If I could, if they, if they were around at the wrong time, like because it, it's basically I let myself run off of a timer. Like I'll set the timer, not realistically. I right pick the in time. your brain. Yeah. yeah. And so if I say it's like six o'clock on Sunday night, I'm gonna start eating again, right? Right. I don't let that mealtime dictate what else I'm doing for the rest of the night. Like if we're going out to eat for something, I'm just gonna eat whatever's there that I feel like. Right. And if I'm at home and I can eat like a prepped meal of like like fish guts or whatever bullshit I've listened to on a podcast that sounds neato that week, right? <laughs> I'll eat that if I'm home, but if not, and it's like birthday cake and whatever, cause we're at a party, like, let's do it. Like right. I'm, I'm still trying to like live my life, you know, yeah. but yeah. I think that there's great benefit in small force struggles, like just forcing yourself to go work out for a day. You know, you feel better after that Yeah, and forcing yourself to like, not like, not, like, I don't know, not pussyfoot around it, as my dad would say, like, just shut it off. We don't have food. Right. Pretend that in your head. You know, right. like, just bam. And what turns on in your body is something different than, like, just not eating very much. You know, right. like, and that's, like, you know, you can go and not eat very much, like, you know, 1,200-calorie-a-day diets and stuff. I've done that and lost weight that way, and it's miserable. I think it's more miserable to, like, cut up all my food and put it in little meals and right. – it's, it's that is miserable to me. And I think it gave me somewhat of like a eating disorder over time. You know, really? like when I was doing it so much for uh -huh. lifting, like cutting up the little meals and trying to get freaking huge. And it's like, dude, that's a job in its own. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So, so maybe, Smart maybe, work. I know. Maybe yeah. I'm serving some other thing by not eating. But yeah, the days that I just don't eat at all, it's cool. Yeah. And you really feel other stuff. Like I've had, this is like one beer I'm halfway through and it's like, I've tasted every bit of it. You know, it's like really interesting flavor. and It is. You know, Do you like the flavor? What are we having here? I forget. Peach, Peach dodo. Yeah, dodo. but what's weird is it doesn't taste like, I don't know. It, does, it doesn't taste like beer that I know about. I don't know. It's, craft, it's, it's, craft, it's craft beer. Craft beer. Like it has sawdust and frog legs. With, it's sour ale with peaches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So... Yeah. But yeah, I'm I, with you, man. I think fasting's good for everybody. I try to fast. I don't. I've never gone crazy like what you're talking about. Yeah. But like, there's some Sundays like I'll eat dinner on Saturday, and then I'll get up on Sunday, and I won't eat until that dinner. So right. like a 24 hour fast is right, the most. Right. I've never like pushed it to a 48. Or I think with my job, you know, you're walking all day. Like I feel like I might need it, or I'm afraid. Yeah, I'm I'm afraid of the unknown, right? Like right. if I don't eat and I go to work, 
what what's going to happen? Like, am right. I going to get well, we headaches? Grew, we am grew I gonna... up with the like, you're going to your body's going to eat your muscle. Dude. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you fool! You yeah. really think we've made it this long? If your body is so stupid that it just starts tearing into muscle because right. you're hungry, like, yeah, it's just such like a locker room thing. And people will lean on the oh, well, there's these these studies about it, right? And there are there's studies about it, but it shows there's this studies about everything. Yeah, it's, and right? it shows like uh, you're like a sixteenth percent, whatever. Like you're going to lose this tiny amount of gains bro like i don't know right. yeah the fasting thing for me is definitely mental and i love the mornings like fasted because uh if i do like allow stuff it'll be like yerba mate or like a green tea something that's not gonna like take my insulin up right right and that like whoa it's like you you see like the next dimensions of things <laughs> like really? you're because yeah your body's like hollowed out you haven't eaten for two days like and you you start burning ketones, uh, which are like stored fat for lack of explanation, you know. But and uh, yeah, man, your breath smells weird sometimes. Like you yeah. like you can smell things that you ate like a few days ago or what. It's, it's really weird stuff happens. Yeah. Weird stuff happens. But yeah, and I really want to try to do like a seven day. Like I've never gone like super deep. Like so, what's that. the longest that you've done? I really fast. like I really like three days, like seven. Three days. Straight. So you've yeah. done three days straight, of like just regularly. Not eating. Yeah. What are you drinking? Like you yeah, drinking? spring water. Spring water with uh, and so there's other days like that I'll make a uh, like an electrolyte drink. So okay. it's mostly like salt, like three different kinds of salt, and uh, that's it. You know, baking soda. I got baking soda. Baking so. soda. Yeah, yeah. So Is that from a song. That's from a it, song. It's, it's the kids were into it for a minute. <laughs> I only know from memes from my successful from run. In, from my successful run in the meme war of twenty sixteen, <laughs> which uh, which was brutally shut down. Yeah, so, yeah. It's uh, but yeah, man. It, it's I don't know. It's not for everyone. I don't. I'm not like fuck a doctor or anything. Right. But I right. like I said, I, it was one of the things I did where I was like, I have to get myself in check and. Right. I found fasting through like Wim Hof weirdos because yeah. that's kind of its own community. It's like, there's only so many people who are down, you know, like yeah. it's cool to watch documentaries about it. If you're familiar with that, yeah, if you, are. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but the first time I really put my ass like in some cold water, I was like, Oh, this ain't no walking around outside why it's cold. Like water is the most like unforgiving shit in the world. Yeah. Like immediately, like in your brain, <clears throat> It takes you to survival mode, right? You're like, my fucking toes are going to fall off. My fingers are going to fall. Why am I doing this? Why am I? I'm smarter than this, right? Yeah. And then until I can put myself into the, like, survival almost aspect, like uh -huh. the lizard brain part that comes on, right. which is like, maybe the lizard people are real, bro. Like, Never know. Maybe. I mean, there's definitely something reptilian takes over when you have to, when you, you force yourself into these survival situations that aren't like, no, you're in, you're in no danger. You're in no danger. Like, this is, you know, you pull yourself out of here at any time. Right. But the only, like, it's like you're forcing your brain to run this hard, hard exercise. And, uh, yeah, it's tough, man. So it goes al right along with the fasting stuff. So I'll take, like, super cold showers. It sucks. Like, this, that's the, one of the things I hate about summertime. Like, the water's not cold in a shower. So, but if I do that first thing in the morning, I don't have to eat. The cold water like kicks something on, you know, like and I'll just yeah. stand there and like freeze my fucking balls off and <laughs> you know, and, and these weird thoughts come, man. Like it's stuff that like you could there's no controlling it because if you're controlling your thoughts, it's not working. You know what I mean? Right. So like 
some mornings you're getting ready for work. Like, Oh, I got to go do this air conditioner. And you're like crying your eyes out in the shower, like a real housewife. Right. You know, like, and, and I'm, I'm going through this stuff and then, uh, yeah. And then it's like back to work. Like the, the timer clicks. Whoa, here I am right again back. in van. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I don't have to share it with anyone. It's probably the first time I've ever really talked much about it with outside of like clients where I'm like, Hey man, this might help you. You know, but right. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's it's bananas. <laughs> so Dave always um, hated fighting you in Muay Thai. Ah, she's bringing it. Dude, you were. Really? Yeah, okay, so yeah. here we go. So, like, because I was a jerk? I'm no, probably no. a jerk. So you were the only guy in all the classes of everybody I had to fight that I hated fighting because you fucking kicked my ass. I, I didn't have an answer. Like, you're a defensive fighter. I feel like. Maybe yeah. not. I feel like you're more counter puncher. Because every time we sparred, it was like the tone. Like, I feel like I'm more of uh, Chris Lieben, right? He's coming at you like a pit bull, and then you would just fucking tee me up. And right. I never had an answer because the way the way your Muay Thai was is not really um, – it's just it's unorthodox. I couldn't get a hand on it. Right. So, so you, like, you were the only guy I fucking hated in class if you were there. And I was like, fuck, I know we're sparring. Here we go. And he'd <laughs> yeah. come home and I'd be like, how'd it go? And he'd be like, But have you ever seen anyone beat me, me up? up today? No. It happens. <laughs> like, people, people can beat me up. I know. Like, That's the weird thing. When someone can beat you, you're always like, ah. But you know how but, it is. Like, in yeah. fighting, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. if you're fighting. Yeah somebody's going to beat that guy, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, so you're Khabib. that guy for him. Yeah. Khabib right. Nurmagomedov. Right. Teed up, like, That's what I mean. That's what's fun about Muay Thai. Yeah. It's, 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 man, I wish like, I wish I had an avatar. Like, I yeah. wish you could play that game at full yeah. speed all the time. But Like Conor McGregor's not pans. beating Khabib ever. I don't think. I don't no, think he'll maybe. ever beat. I mean, he's got to. Come on, man. You got to help sell the fight as part of being in the True cult. story. But I'm just saying, like, there's those guys, right? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, I don't, like, I, don't, I don't think he, he it's, they're too different. Yeah. yeah. It's too, it's too different. The stories don't go together. I just, I yeah. never had an answer for you. But yeah, it was fun. So but, I yeah. think it's all Jeff, man. It's so like I boxed in high school, which yeah. was not boxing. It was like they locked us in a room and you could stay there after school until your parents could pick you up or you wanted to leave. Right. <laughs> like it was and so that was like it was just brutal all out after school sometimes, like just banging. Like same right. guys I played football with. Uh -huh. And the guy you know, we cared about each other. It wasn't like you really try to hurt each other right. and, and there was a lot of camaraderie that and that was like a, a group of young dudes trying to help each other through life. Right. But that was my only experience with boxing. I didn't have like a real boxing coach until I met Jeff. And I had even done like some boxing stuff, you know, like showed up and beat people, but not like real events, you know, like. Right. So Jeff like saw, I, he ultimately can see through like a lot of what don't people don't see about me is like he sees the unorganized like I think he sees that about everybody. Monster of the of the guy that's yeah. been so productive my whole right. life. Like I've I've made some cool shit happen. And there's right. a lot of people that I've met that, you know, like will say right to me that like, dude, my life would not be the same without you. You know, like right. but I'm a mess, you know, and he and he saw through it immediately. So like Jeff made me take Taekwondo with little kids. Like, really? Yes. Yes. We he made me take Taekwondo with like with like the like the people like little kids and like, and, and go to like family classes and take like, right. And made me wear like a, like a Taekwondo, like the, the gi, the yeah. like, yeah, but it's not a gi. It's like, 
It's like the. It is a gi. I thought they're just. It's like, a gi, but it's like, man, it's like the '90s television version of what a karate gi. Like, isn't there's no tradition in a taekwondo right. gi? Right. It's like this thing, you know, yeah. that, that America has for a taekwondo right. gi. Yeah, with like a little belt, you know, and all the whole deal. And I was like, whoa! But I saw that this was a dude that like cared about me, you know, yeah. and not. Yeah. Not like cared about me, like uh, cared about me because he wanted me to win fights for his gym or something. And that was like my in at every other school was like, oh, we can make this guy into someone mean. Right. But I just didn't vibe with the coaches. I didn't yeah. want to be there. Like I had some respect for my Did you body. train at Vision at all? I did, but it was like way back, man. Right. It was way back. And, yeah. I, and then, and at the time too, like there was people just training at their house. There was a lot right. of that going yeah. on. And the, you would go to fights and people would fight because out of like whatever's basement, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But Jeff was like, he, I could tell that he cared about not just me, but everyone around. Yeah, he does. He, he's and like, then, you I know, look, yeah, he's like my mentor to me. Yeah. Like really, like he changed my life because I came at to him. Yeah, you know, and I told him on the podcast I came to him at a time where, same with you, man. I had a lot of anger, a lot of issues from high school, shit built up, and I was like, I just want to yeah. fuck people up, dude. Yeah, I want to get in the cage and just fucking smash people. And he was like, All right, well, you're gonna have to crawl before you can walk. That's like literally what he told me. And I trained for like three years, and he's like, We got you a fight. And I'm like, Oh, I talked to Jay, and she's like, Yeah, you're a mailman, you know. And that was it, yeah. you know. And then I'm the dream crusher. Apparently. Not really the dream crusher. It's more like the uh, I mean, reality It based. could have been your ancestors talking to you, girl. You might have yeah. saw something happen. You might have dodged some brain well, trauma. There we go. Back to the. Well, I just this, said is, to this is a silly game that, that we play. I mean, yeah. like, it sucks that you get hurt when you hit each other, man. Because everything outside of it is, like, cool as shit. Right. But I have, like, from working in a neurological clinic and stuff, like, I've had the opportunity to work with people with real brain injuries. And, man, yeah. it makes me concerned. Yeah. You know, it's like you like your your head's not made for well first of all like this body is not made for how old we are like right. you're not i don't think you're supposed to get over 50 maybe you know yeah. and, and like it's great or maybe it's supposed to go way longer and we just right. haven't figured out how to make right. it work maybe who knows the, that's the shit that drives me yeah. is figuring it out but yeah but yeah like i i don't i don't know man it sucks that the, the your favorite fighters can't fight the way they used to you know right. it's it's sad for me and it's really sad for me when i see like a the, like the chuck liddell fight oh, like i knew you were gonna bring that up yeah chuck i liddell. mean it's just like it made my tummy hurt it's like it was like it. watching my uncle get get in there and fight to be honest when i see know? ufc fights now and it's like anderson silva or uh, BJ Penn's fighting. I don't know if he already fought, but like when I see guys like that, like your time's over. To me, their yeah. time's over. Like you can tell, like LeBron James right now, he's on his downfall. Like I think he moved to LA How because, dare you? dude, I, hey, <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm the biggest. I haven't watched TV since I'm the, the biggest great LeBron off. James supporter ever. I think yeah. he's a great guy. He loves his kids. Handsome guy. Beautiful wife. Family guy. No, you have... can see when he lands, though. I mean, like, so guys in the physical therapy world that I'm friends with and stuff, they'll send me videos of, like, him landing on his ankles and stuff. Like, his, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's a spring system, and yeah. springs wear out. You know, it sucks. Yeah. I would love to watch him play forever, but, you know. It's, but that's it, what I'm saying. Like, yeah. everybody, you start yeah. to see their downfall. So, like, when UFC cards come out and it's like, oh, Anderson Silva's fighting this guy, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to see that. Yeah, can you not? <laughs> can, yeah, like, can he wear a hat? Where's the young guys? Where's these young <laughs> These yeah, young studs you're seeing yeah. on Instagram, like that chick, that one chick that's fighting the tree. You've well, seen that video, I'm sure. I think it's because they like a lot of their market is like 
Everyone's more. It's 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 the main marketing strategy right now is nostalgia. Let us sell you on the last time we made you happy. Right. And it's like what movie came out that we haven't already seen? Like all right. these like like rehashing all these old. You know, it's what what yeah. came out that we haven't seen? You know, but and I think that you know, like going back to the fighting thing. Why was I a problem for you? I think that like in Jeff's mind as like a coach, he was trying to create something with me. Like I think I was the first guy he ever had to do an MMA fight, and his yeah. idea was that like. If you could kick and save energy and then wrestle smart, you know, like, so I, I spent a lot of time on just evasive tactics with him. And he would bring in stuff from, like, here's how you do it with a stick, so let's try it without that and let me hold your hand this way. And Really? You know, yeah. Yeah, I got to spend a lot of one-on-one time, like, just in his front yard because, like, didn't have a place to train for a little yeah. bit, you know. and yeah. And so, like, that's where, you know, it's some of those like little tricks of batting people's hands down real fast and, yeah. you know, and moving like dramatically off to the side. Right. Uh, it's like, if you, it, you know, it throws off your time. What's it's this funny guy when doing? you're explaining so, all this shit, dude, I just have these sparring sessions going on in my brain right now. of You and me, yeah. you doing all Wizardry. that shit you just said. Wizardry, like, right? <laughs> fucking pats, yeah. like just like the yeah. kitty paw, like coming in. I'm like, but damn it, it would have never worked. A lot yeah. of my life would have never worked if it wasn't for him. Like making me, you have to show up to these classes and do this stuff and do it yeah it's not what i thought i was getting myself into because i thought i was going to like i wanted to go do an mma fight next week right and i don't think i fought for a long time you know it was right. a long time yeah how many fights yeah. did you fight uh with jeff as your coach like all of them like all of them. there was one that i like he had a obligation it was like an epic win and he couldn't be there. You know, it was, it sucked, but I think it was like his brother's wedding or something. Oh, and, okay. it, and it was scheduled same night out. It was a big fight at Turfway. Uh, yeah. They used to it, have those fights. Was that with, um, ICF? Was ICF? That at yeah, I don't ICF. remember. I don't remember at the time, but I remember yeah. like I was getting hammered in the face, like right off the lick. Really? It was like a big country type fella come in hard and I was opened up and, I bent over, like I took a shot and was bent over, and he like spiked me on the back of the head with his with his elbow, like a downward spike on the back of the head. So I like turned up and looked at the ref, like what the fuck's going on here? And the crowd's like, boo, pussy, like screaming at me. At you? Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course, because I pointed out to the ref like an obvious like, foul. What the fuck, you can't. And, yeah, like he's trying to paralyze me. <laughs> You're not allowed yeah, to no elbow shit. people in the back of the neck. Fuck. It uh. It, but at the same time, it was a legit shot, man. Like, I took one in the face is why I was bent over. He had a hold of my neck because I took one on the chin, you know. Yeah. And it just came through. Like, the, sometimes the pretty stuff doesn't work. Like, that only works in sparring sometimes, I found right. out, you know. Right. <laughs> but, but, yeah, and, and so off of that shot, then we scrambled. And it was a big fight for two minutes or so. And then right towards the end of the, the last round, he caught me with one big uh, one, and as I, as he did, I grabbed that shoulder and pushed him off, and huge head kick, like just folded him, put like, him to bed. Yeah, bad, bad. It made me think about doing it again. Yeah. Like he was like, because it was one of those like knocked out standing up things, uh -huh. and like I didn't exactly pull the trigger to like hurt him. You know what I mean? But you it were did, in survival it, mode at that point, right? Cause he was kind of teeing you up yeah, and then all yeah, of a sudden you yeah. pushed him off and was like, this yeah, is so the So there was like the big head kick yeah. and he wobbled. And then I brought another one in like that. I felt like I, I, I felt weird about like, Oh, I must feel like, <laughs> yeah. One of those, because like, like, 
you, you know, the part of was, martial arts yeah. is, is it's like, I'm only doing this to, to like win. I'm not doing right. this to like win a sport. Right. And that's, what's different in MMA. It is that they made it really real for me in that fight. Yeah. You hit a guy and I have to hit him again when like, you don't really have to, these are just the rules of the game. The ref hasn't stopped you yet. And now you have to go hit this guy who like, if it was a street fight, I would have walked him off. Right. See you dude. Have a good night, man. Come on. Yeah. Do you need a car? You know, like that type of thing. Right. So, but in there, like you're playing a game that has these rules. You have to finish it. So, yeah, yeah you can see the poles in my face in the fight. And then like bring it in. And what was that look for? So. Like crazy shit look? <laughs> oh, no, I was just. You just gave no, me the crazy. Like, no, I was crazy. just. Like, no, but it is. <laughs> like, that, that's what I think about, too. Like when we watch the fights on TV is that you, the guy is out. Yeah. You know he's yeah. out, and then you just watch him punch him ten more times yeah. before the and ref jumps in and goes, "Oh, he's out." Amateur like, fight, you don't out. have separate locker rooms, man. Like I got to go back there and watch the guy like throwing up all over himself and his family being like freaked out and everything. Like his amateur fighting is so real, and fighters go through so much before they get to that top. You know, I think that's why they're angsty when they see like someone get in there that's like quote unquote not supposed to be there you know like a right. sage north cut type kid or whatever yeah. but i'm like that dude he played he paid his dues in a different route man he's getting yeah. his face kicked in a karate contest yeah they just were organized <laughs> you know yeah. they right. didn't have to like share an ambulance with the guy that you beat up on the way to the hospital right <laughs> so, right yeah. yeah man you mess that shit what the like real competing fighting of course of yeah. course but i since the the like the the new part of life like the new right. me which really came around after the kids started talking like yeah. that's where i was like i you know i have to be a better person you know and i think maybe that led to part of me having like really rough time you know but right the uh the the the, he can he can say things that I say now and do stuff that yeah. I do. Oh, <laughs> you know? It always looks bro. like he's doing but, stuff that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's uh so anyway since that the, the like the the ball started rolling with me becoming uh, whatever version of myself is next you know right. is uh I don't know I kind of I let things feel like like I said man I wish I had like a god or something dude but yeah. I do let life take over sometimes I let. Like, when I'm working on stuff at work now, like, I don't feel like it's me. Like, I feel like someone's driving my body. Like, I'm just, like, I am a machine of this world, and I got to get this job done, right. and I enjoy it. Like, right. I enjoy being, like, I never used to tie up wires all pretty and fancy and, yeah, like, now you put nice tie zip ties like, on yeah, them and shit. <laughs> Everything looks pretty that I do. I enjoy working on things, you know, and it's, it's weird. I think, like, the thing that I've realized as I've gotten older is that it's, like, uh, you know, people always talk about, like, finding themselves. Right. But, like, I feel like I'm not really finding myself. I'm, like, stripping off all the shit that has gripped onto me over my yeah. life. And I'm now, like, not finding myself, but I'm getting all of that yeah. extra shit off. Yeah. You know, it's like I don't, you know, I don't need to fight anymore. Like, I don't, like, uh, just stuff from growing up, you know, like not eating or not having any money to do stuff and people call me scrub and not having yeah. clothes and those kinds of things like and me always like you got to work hard so you don't live like this anymore like you have to do right. that and then it's like now that I know that I have confidence in myself that no matter what happens to me I'll never go back to that so like you can shake that stuff off mm -hmm. you know and it's like I know I'm a good mom so I don't need to worry about if how I grew up, if that'll impact my ability to be a parent. So I'm like, I know I'm a good mom and I know I didn't do any of that shit. So like, I don't have to worry about that. So like, I feel like I'm coming into the person I've always been 
without everyone else's expectations or the things that they've pushed onto me my whole life. So now I feel like I'm getting to that point now. So I feel like now, like the best that I've ever felt in my life now. That's great. Yeah. So I feel like you're getting that way too when you're like, yeah, do that. So I, I feel like it's not that you're like when you're saying you're a machine, like that's how I feel. Like I feel like everything's just ha- like it's just clicking. Yeah. Like everything is just running how it should run. Like we get along, I get along with the kids. Yeah. You know, everybody's doing what they're supposed to do, and you know, we have our off days or whatever. But it's like it just feels more like an oiled machine yeah. now than it ever did before, and like that's why I'm excited. Like for the future, before I used to be like fuck, you know. And I always mm-hmm. just used to think about now, like how am I going to do this now? How am I going to do this now? How I'm gonna- now I'm like couple more years what am i gonna be doing like we're gonna be traveling and we're gonna be going to hockey games and you know like all this stuff like i feel so more excited every day i get mm-hmm. more and more excited like my boy you know a little sad too but like yeah my boys yeah, are growing up what i mean yeah like i don't wish, i'm not gonna have to drive them yeah, yeah i'm like i'm not gonna have to drive them to practice every day anymore and oh, i'm not gonna man. have to pick them up after school and what will i do and like i can go to the grocery store on a Wednesday because I don't have to worry about taking them to lacrosse practice or, you know, like just all these things. So I'm like, I just get more and more Man. excited, not like for freedom, but like for what my life is becoming. The future, right. As, as I push all of the shit off that I don't oh, have yeah. to deal with anymore. So you got good jobs. You make good money. You can go see the world now. Like That's kids exciting, are grown, man. you know, parties at the house. Well, and you've whatever. done a good job with them. You yeah. know, if you, if you can trust like leaving them around, you know, it's like, that's yeah. cool. They're pretty it's cool. It's the f- video games, man. They're those things change the game. I feel like yeah. <laughs> oh, you but, just park them. They're addicted. I mean, they're, yeah, they're addicted. Oh yeah. You know, I, they're probably like selling mushrooms on the dark web. You know, you know? <laughs> no, but that's what I'm, <laughs> kids out here hustling. That's what I'm saying. If like the worst thing, if the worst thing I have to deal with with my kid is telling him to shut the Xbox off in a fight over that, then like I feel like yeah. it's pretty good. Right. Yeah, but I mean, these are like modern problems. You know, you'll yeah. see like oh, these like families' house gets raided because they're like oh yeah completely friendly docile son was running some website like you know selling hookers oh, on the yeah. internet or yeah. something yeah. True. <laughs> you know? yeah. or like one of his friends like swatted us and the swat team shows up because they play video games together oh or swatted like us yeah thing. that was like a thing right they were yeah, swatting people where they like calling like oh bubba and then the swat team shows up no they, they, they'll play the sound <laughs> from the video game of them and like a military thing with guns and he's like i got an ak dude what do you got and another guy's like, I got an M16, you know, and they're like, and then all of a sudden the SWAT team shows up at your house because it's. So y'all can't like rifles. have Amazon Alexa and video games on at the uh, same time. Don't I don't trust the Alexa. Me either, dude. You have it though, don't you? No. You don't? No, dude, man, like I don't want to go down how deep <laughs> this rabbit hole goes, but like I really don't trust. <laughs> We're at two I, don't, I don't trust a lot of establishment. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, oh, I'm with you. But I'm and on and your that side. doesn't I don't just mean the government. government. Like, yeah. I just mean anything. Once it starts to get too big, I feel like there's. Bro, you've sort of seen. You know, there, uh, there's this podcast, bodies in the closets. They with start to pile up. Fucking Apple. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't. Like, for me, like, uh, you know, when people are, like, surprised that those things are listening, like, that's my phone. Literally, I can it say does. the chick's name and she'll go, What do you need? Yeah. Like, she'll come right off because she's always yep. listening to me. Your phone's there, too. Yeah, yeah, it's like, I don't think that it's right that they can record me if I don't ask it to. Like, right. if I'm not talking to you, you shouldn't be able to listen into my conversation with my husband or my kid or whatever and, and be able to say, like, she's having a problem with her son. We're going to send her a Facebook ad for addiction. Yeah. You know, like, I don't think it should be able to do that. 
Man. You know, but like for people to be surprised that, you know, it's happening, like your phone literally does it. That's a feature. They're like, hey, we got this cool new feature. And you're like, yes, thank you. I love yeah. Siri. Oof. Yeah. Now scary stuff. It it's scary tight stuff. being like catching up with you guys because, you know, we're close in age. Like we yeah. remember before it. Yeah. Like I remember having a pager, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm cool with pager. Can we stop yeah. at pager? Like, I, like that was it. Yeah. You, you could get back no. to people you couldn't. Well, the, the, the pager has. I guess we dude. couldn't be sitting here doing this, talking to. Yeah, but you, know, you had to like, feels like you had to find a phone. It's true. You know what yeah, I'm saying? But, yeah, but there used to be phones everywhere. And this old man yeah, in my true. neighborhood, check this out, right? He's leaning out the thing to the like the metal, like talk on the, the payphone thing, right? And his head like <laughs> comes off while we're sitting at the fucking gas station when I was a kid. Quality side story. What? Um. No, I'm saying this was a common issue with like people would accidentally stick their head out to talk on a payphone and take their foot off the brake of an automatic vehicle. Pop, right? So when I was Did you like, say his head came off? Not off. Come on, man. This isn't Final uh, Destination. See, look, you, did you think I the was same like, thing? Wait, I'm a what? graphic entertainer. I yeah, thought you were being sick. No, I was dude. like, this, you watch the guy no. get beheaded. I was no. like, wait, how does that look, happen? The <laughs> way that my brain translates it from my youth, I saw it happen. It could have just happened down the street for me. Who knows? When you're dude. like six, things, yeah. things are bigger in your head. But oh, I always had like, like a horrible fear of like, and I knew that like you don't hang your shit out the window when you're at, when you're at the ATM. I'm in park, dude. Yeah. So yeah. It, it stuck with me for life. <laughs> the same with your kids when they want to stick their hands out the window. But, yeah. But yeah. Like, so I agree. Cell phones off. are better. Cell phones are better than pay yeah. phones. You got me. Technology's anyway, good. No I one's just, out here getting their head cut off. I think technology's <laughs> good. I just think we're moving really. Rapid. It's fast. Yeah, it's, it's, fast. it's scary it's fast. fast, man. Scary, and like the stuff yeah. they show, like, I'm like, oh, it's weird when you do like one of these filter things on your face. It looks like yeah. a biometric scan of your face, like when you're leaving the country. Right. They're like, oh, it is. And it goes into the same database that's connected. Yeah. So like Snapchat knows where you're at because so does the ATF. <laughs> and like, yeah, they, that uh, was just, uh, Dave and I were just talking about that. Um, it was JetBlue where they told a girl she could just go through. And she was like, well, don't I have to go through TSA? They said, we scanned your face. You're fine. Yeah. Go through. And she's like, yeah. So there's like software too that will like, so because people found ways to like contacts and things like that. So there's actually software too that will, they, they, they can do biometric scans of you walking through an airport, right? And just the way that your body's moving. So if you're a suspect, they can see that body and be like, ah, it's not him. The same way that they could uh, supposedly prove Bigfoot's not real, right? Because the way that it's moving is moving with the mechanics of a human that can't be, like, mimicked other ways, blah, blah, blah. So they applied that technology to airports now. Yeah, and they, like, video the way you walk. And if you were a suspect and they had video of you at, like, a football game, right? Right. And then they've, they've got systems to compare those two. You know, like the biometrics things, like next level. But well, that's how they're assigning uh, value points to people in China. Yeah, like I've, the cool I've also went down that rabbit hole, man. Yeah, just by asking some Chinese friends, like, why do you live here? Yeah, and like not being rude, like, hey, what the fuck? Why are you in America? Because America. Yeah, yeah, no, just like, dude. So what's up? Like, I can't. It's more of like a the reason we've never left Cincinnati, right? We looked all over. We looked at like tons of different places, and even considered moving. Like, let's just move to Thailand, right? Right. But I can't leave home, man. So, like, when people really leave home, like, fucking really leave home, like, there's got to be a story. Even if it's, like, a happy story, you know. But, right. yeah, some of my friends from China, I've just asked, you know. And they're like, it's, uh, you know, we don't really like to talk about it. But the government's really invasive, you know. And yeah. it's, like, they leave it at that type thing. That's where they have the internet, It sounds right? real, the man. Yeah. internet and all that. Yeah. yeah. And they said it's, get, it's getting worse. So, right. like, that's. 
you know, because I've met people who, with perfect English too, like because they have to learn English, you know. Right. So yeah, now with the points that they'll assign them, it'll it'll like help them to say not help, but like declare we're like based on your contribution to their culture, or whatever. Like you can live in this area, but these guys can't because they're they don't have as many contribution points as you. And the more community service you do, and the more like good things you oh, do, they can probably, help you to move uh, in a better neighborhood. Pass those on to your kids, like they do. Like in I North think, Korea. Well, they assign them to your family, so Brutal. it's every person. So it'll be like your kid can go to this school, and you can work in the, in this sector of jobs, and you can't. It's socially right. like, uh, what it's is coming. that that thing in India where the different caste <laughs> systems? <laughs> Sounds like The Giver, man. See, though, like those were the types of books I got into with like old stuff, like where you know, like they trying to design societies and things like that. And I think that maybe that's where my fear of socialism is like i i I admit that it's fear but i feel like oh god that's what comes dude you get like a stamp and they throw babies into a pit and pass them out afterwards and you know no one gets to have their own family and these like crazy maoist things that have happened you know like i i I get like scared of it well i was just listening to a podcast (laughs) the other day and it had a genetics guy on it and like i'm super into genetics right and he was talking about um how with CRISPR and being able to manipulate embryos right at uh, like essentially conception to be able to make them whatever you want it that um and like take away diseases and stuff that you know how he was saying like right now we're like that's morally wrong right like that's crazy right but what he was saying was you know how we feel about like anti-vaxxers and how you're saying like you're hurting your kid by like not vaccinating against his in these disease like in the future they'll say like because they're taking this like moral stance against vaccines right they're saying in the future like you'll be able to choose if you want to procreate naturally but like they're going to look at you like anti-vaxxers like why are you putting your child at risk to have all these diseases right when you can just like Gattaca, go away right, right. And you're you're birth born yeah and we can like make your kid you know, to make sure that they'll never be able to get HIV and they'll never get this and they'll, they won't have, they won't have these crazy diseases or they're like, right now they're saying like your kid born and they'll be like four to 5% of having some kind of terminal disease. But through this, these methods, you're at 0.5 to 1% chance. So they're saying like, if you choose to procreate naturally, they're going to look at you how we look at anti-vaxxers now. And it just like blew my mind to think about that. And it is actually almost a decent moral stance to take. Like if you're actually about like your child being the best that they can be, like why would you procreate naturally and put them at risk of getting these diseases? So I could see why. But they're right. saying like blow one of them bad boys up in there. Well, Come on. They were talking about like uh, virtual reality and how eventually virtual reality will be so much more pleasurable than actually procreation Get that out. you will only procreate Not me. to to be like at the moral ho- the moral <laughs> high ground school, of procreation. Yeah, you know, I'm, just a, I'm just a big hairy American. Yeah, it sounds like. You never know. Someone yeah. no, two I mean, generations from now, they could be like, yeah. that is gross. As much as it sounds like... towels all it's, crusty? It sounds new, uh, <laughs> but these are like old ideas. They've been around forever. Did you ever read, have to read Brave New World or Mm-mm. read it? Uh, have you ever heard the manual of modern eugenics? Oh, I have. So, th- so his brother, like that was Aldous Huxley, Julian Huxley. His brother wrote Brave New World, which is like a layout of like what this looks like. And, you know, you're not being very communal and things like that. But it's a yeah, man, books like that. That's what I got into. And so, like, I mean, it's 
it's cool. It's cool to think about because there's, I, it's like I'm on the fence about everything, you know, like I love technology. I think it's neat. It's cool. I like push a button and my car starts and tells me where to go. And, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, like, I don't know, the giver weirded me out. <laughs> You know, yeah, if you I ever think, read that. I think so. as it becomes, everything becomes more, like, plausible, right? Like, right. back in the day, they'd be like, yeah, that'll never happen kind of thing. Like, this yeah, will man. never happen, this will never happen. And then it starts to happen. Dude. And they were just talking about, like, commute, um, computing power doubles every two years. So, like, next year will be twice and five years will be ten times what it is. So, they're just saying, like, like AI and its ability to do crazy things like people think it's going to be a hundred yeah, years man. and they're saying it's going to be 10 to 15 years. And, and then you just yesterday on the news, they had a Amazon robot. Yeah. And AI he's got a name. Already it's already, and he was walking down the street with cars. a box. Yeah. That's why, that's, man. So yeah. Dave, that's why I train like this Terminator affected me. Like I'm going to have, my kids are going to have to fight robots. And I know <laughs> like I have to pass this on. This is, this is how Did we you not hear robots. what Elon said though. <laughs> it's my dude. No, you what? need a strobe light to see them robots, bro. Cause they'll wow. be so fast. The it's only way cool, you'll be able man. to see them by strobe. Just, just take me. <laughs> Whatever. It's nah, dude, we'll robot. be fucking robots, man. We're just, it's, we're going to be like crane. Like I can fight an animal. Like Remember there's crane? not, there's a lot of animals. I'm like, I'll fuck that up. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't want to fight a cheetah. I'm pretty scared of them. You know, like. Cause they're fast. Fast and nimbly bimbly. And have you ever seen they'll fuck something up and then carry it up in a tree so no one else messes with it? So what would you fuck it? up? I watched, it, I watched it do with an alligator. It went out into the water. Not Pulled the alligator out by its head. No, nah, dude. It was trying to roll. It just gripped up oh, harder. And then it pulled the up in the they're tree. They're closer yeah. to the larva, dude. They're they're stronger. They're they're reptiles. So, dude. uh. I'm not fighting. But yeah. like, a coyote? So, dude, I've been there. So. What? With coyote, you, you I had fought a coyote, a coyote before. No, man, they're pretty pussy. Like I scared them out. I scared them yeah. out. No, I was I was down and wounded and fat and young, and I <laughs> fell off a four wheeler uh, out on some like uh, hunting property with my dad's friends, you know, and uh-huh. like in the middle of nowhere, and no one told me like, hey, there's coyotes and shit everywhere because you're out in the middle of woods and well, it was like flatlands too, you know, like and uh, so I'm like screaming for help, laying on the ground. She's like, not. And this guy's like, what you want to do? Snack down there, yeah, boys. So, so they on. rolled up, but but I'm a bear grills at heart. You know, I just started the four wheeler again, and they like all ran off. So like, we don't want any of that. They're like, he's not dead, guys. Just yeah, go back. He ain't dead. He what so, about a gorilla? But, but no, dude. Jeez, not you don't stand a chance. All right, man. A monkey. A How about a? Dude, I would feel bad, man. That's like, that's like you're fighting like a... How about a orangutan? I heard them know, fuckers will rip your face yeah, off. Yeah, I want none of that, dude. None and I heard those. they like eat, eat like weird parts of you and stuff, like Dahmer style. I'm not down. <laughs> I'm not down. Uh, What else do we have contact but with? But like a bear? I would fuck with a bear. Dude, I know you know, I would lose, but I would try and like... I feel like... A bear? Yeah, man. Like, because they stand up all dumb. Dude, right? back in you the shoot day? in and take that back leg and break that fucker real quick. Yeah, you can get away. You remember the? I'm wrest- not saying I was smoking. You I'm remember the I bears that they'd bring around to wrestle? <laughs> yeah, copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my <laughs> uncle back in the day, he was. Uh, I was young. I was probably like maybe twelve. Uh, there was a bar right by where CD Warehouse used to be on, right by Biggs. You remember where Biggs is on Glenwood on Crookshank? Yeah, B Dubs is right there. There used to be a bar right there. And they brought a bear in. And my uncle knew the owner of the bar. So they were taking license. And then they were pulling license out of the hat. Three license. They picked three license. And then those people got to wrestle this bear. And if you oh, pin the shit. bear, you get like 10 grand. So he's like, you know, we could use the money to put down on a house. And uh, 
He, he and he could be a, be a fucking legend. A legend. Yeah. Dude, listen. Yeah, dude. So my uncle, he, he wrestled in high school. He got a scholarship to UC for wrestling. So he was a, he's a pretty fucking big dude. He put his name in. Uh, the guy that owned obviously let him wrestle because they were friends. And he was the third one to go. The bear came in. This bear's fucking huge, dude. Had the bear down. Had all four paws down. There was a guy in the video tapping the floor, like one, two, three, like this shit's over, and they still didn't give it to him. What do you know? Like a, a overnight come wrestle the bear show was <laughs> there we go. ran by some shady and it fellas. Was fucking rigged, dude. Like yeah. he won the money. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Like he. You telling me a guy in a truck with a bear doesn't just have ten <laughs> grand in his pocket? I am amazed. It was crazy. No, dude, that's wild. Yeah, they owe him ten grand for sure. For still, sure, for, for sure, still. For it was sure. crazy because he had it. I mean, on the video, they're passing. We should like, host a damn. bear wrestling match in his honor. I'm a bear wrestling match in his honor. I'm that's, not wrestling it. No, no, because no, I was talking shit. I'm not really wrestling. Dude, a I'm telling. Yeah, I was gonna drugs? say, dude. I was Goodness. gonna say that bear will fucking bite. Yeah, dude. Maybe you could just get in size. your gorilla suit and I'll, I'll tape you guys wrestling. Dude, I've had my ass kicked suit. by a 135 pound man before. Like, so Paul Sullivan used to fucking tap me out like it was clockwork. Yeah, man. Mike the guys Willick in my work. Get me. Who? Mike Willick. Tiny little guy. He's probably like... Oh, yeah, Mike. Yeah. And as like a child. He was a young man. This is his brother. Oh, Aaron was a bigger one. Aaron was a bigger, taller yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, Mike was a wrestler, though, right? Wasn't he a wrestler in high school? He did all I of it, he man. Was, yeah. He was like an early protege. Paul Sullivan was my, yeah, my he, he jujitsu. Uh, yeah, and I was big, small so guy. I would try and fat him up, obviously. Yep. And Every big guy's like, got a small guy relationship. Yep. And then he'd be yeah. like, yeah, no, this isn't working. I'm tired of this. And then he would put me in a triangle or some other shit. That was it. Yeah, man. Like clockwork. That's what it's for, though. The only guy I ever tapped out in my life was Mike Sweeney. The only dude. He was a blue belt at the time. I was a white belt. I didn't do so. You didn't do jujitsu very long. No, not long at all. No, I went yeah, to Muay Thai because uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Mike Mastrulo. He switched. He got me to switch over because he used to talk shit while I was rolling. Like, oh, when are you going to come yeah. over and throw hands? And I'm like, what? Like, I'm just trying to roll in my gi here. Dude. And he just kept saying it over this and over. West Side Podcast. And, and I was yeah. like, fuck it then. So I went over and I did Muay Thai. And once I started punching faces and shit, I was like, all right, this is it. Yeah. Like, fuck rolling. It is fun, man. It and is. It's, uh, yeah. You don't like get as sticky and dirty. You know, yeah. like you're not, but. I think jujitsu. Uh, I miss jujitsu. I think you should, you should try it now, man. Yeah. The, the new mats up there, it's like a whole difference. Yeah. It's a whole different I've been scenario. up there. I've been yeah. up there. I've trained. You rolled up there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I stopped. You didn't, you didn't even come wrestle me. I'm I stopped I training. That's probably because I was slacking off. I, I stopped training when I got kicked in the head. That was me. it. But no, by fucking like, uh, Hubler. Hubler kicked me. I was holding uh, Muay Thai pads, <laughs> and, and I had them a little too low, and he didn't tell me. Oh. I feel like he did it on purpose. I don't oh, know. Come but, on. dude, I had it a little low, and it was right to the fucking, right to the temple. Like, Dang. straight. And it was a, I'm hitting. To be bit, fair, you got a really big head. It's it's, so, <laughs> it's it's a long head. It's, it's I'm hitting Muay Thai mitts kick. That's what it right? was. And it hit me in the head. Yeah, and I man. went, immediately sat down. Jeff's like, you're all right? I'm like, Jeff, I'm good. I just got kicked in the head. I'm oh, sitting yeah. here for a few minutes. I've had a few of those, man. And that was about it, man. That was it. Well, yeah. I mean, among yeah. other things, but yeah, that was about it. I was like, "All right, man, this this uh, this head stuff ain't uh, yeah ain't working out." Yeah, I've had a few injuries that took me out for extended periods of time. And well, you had foot problems. Didn't you? Yeah, I had the, still. No, no, I've no. completely uh, rebuilt my whole left foot. Like I had. Um, you think them vibrams had a lot to do with it? Yeah, man, I went down like a deep foot 
rabbit hole and I got, and this is kind of what I feel like why I needed to lose the gym for a little bit. Like I needed to just like shake this off. Like I'm trying to run a business while I'm learning these things at the same time. And some guys can do that. And I am a bit of an information addict. Like I will go and go and go like reading about things and shit. And I think it's probably because I couldn't when I was younger. I didn't know how to read right. Right. You know what I mean? But with feet and ankles and hips and knees, like I got, really into like just the rehab that's not there like if you go in look from you know what they teach in regular physical therapy and stuff like they do a great job of laying out the muscular system the bone system where everything's at and whatever but like i think what people are figuring out now and i'm not like anything so this is just me talking you know i mean but what what people are figuring out now and circles of people that i i i learn with basically is that like the the neurosystem is driving a lot more than we, you know what I mean? Because if you think about what goes down, like you reach out and touch something, uh-huh. that you feel it in your fingertip, and that sends something back to you. But also something had to send your arm out. Like what's telling what to go on here, man? Like so right now, like we have this wealth of knowledge, and I think the problem with like any new people coming in, you know, like you want to shit on the last guy. And that's not the, I got into a habit with it. I shit on physical therapy and regular doctors and everything for a long time without having respect for what they had found out. Right. And so like regular physical therapy has found out a lot of really cool shit, but neuroscience is where it's at, man, as far as figuring out. So what's driving what? Cause in the case of my foot, everything structurally was sound. I had like a really strong, I had fixed my hips. I had fixed my knees. Everything that could possibly be wrong with that foot was what was going on. Like my somewhere down the chain, like my brain wasn't telling my foot to flex and move and do the things it was supposed to do. You know? So I had to, that's where like the, the water therapy, like the freezing that thing and like forcing it to feel painful things. And, we stand on these uh, vibration plates that there's been extensive research on different frequencies that they can vibrate your body at that'll wake nerve tissue back up. And so, man, it's really? it's this whole other yeah. world. I've and how for uh, the spa <laughs> has it for um, like aging. Like if, if really? you feel like you're like getting old, your face is aging. Yeah. Like they'll use this special frequency of vibration on your face, and it helps to reduce. It's just waking up those old nerves, yes, man. Making them young again. It's such a dangerous time, man. Like yeah. you said, with with there's a study to prove anything. Like yeah. it's hard to take part in something, you know, and, and have it really work on you, and then be the guy who's like, "Is this placebo? Did my body just fix itself, or did this fix it?" You right. know. And I went through years of that from injury after injury after injury to finding out that like yeah my body like just was not connected to my brain very well which i'm sure sounds crazy to you because i've like beat you up before right yeah it seems like this dude's a wizard he can control his body all the time but like a lot of those crazy punches i was throwing i didn't realize like were snapping my joints out of place and shit you know like i was hurting myself just moving around and so that's what started the whole study of like how does the human work and not like, not like a great personal trainer when it comes to like, here's how you build muscles. Right. How, you know, like I gave up a lot of that and I got right. kind of into this and it's not to be like sound offensive at all. You know what I mean? I love a lot of these dudes that do the same stuff, but I got to a point where I was like, 
am I like just trying to be like good at working out? What's going on here? Like, yeah. you know, well, when you go to the me, gym like, now, a lot of guys just bench press, do all this. Yeah. And there's things. a time and place yeah. for that. If your body's working right, right. and then you do that stuff, right. geez, that's where you see, like, do you follow Ben? Uh, yeah. Ben. ben Eisenberg. Oh yeah. He would be great for you to talk to man. But like, so he took the time to figure out what what's going on here. Like, how does the body work? And he talked to chiropractors and this is right. and that's. And he studied different, like, ways to program your body and then started building muscle on top of that. Right. Like, you can see what's happened. Jesus. He's a he's savage now. Animal, he dude. He is. And a lot of that is, like, he, he'll tell you. Like, those deadlifts are, like, yes, it's time and money of building this muscle, but it's also, like, he has a series of ways to breathe and tell his body to pick stuff up, and he doesn't really even feel it. It's just do 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 like, so it's it's cool. It's a cool time to be alive. We can share information super fast, you know. Like so, you get these like rogue physical therapists who are like, okay, I'm done with school, and everything I learned was like basically how to collect insurance money off of these really simple treatments. But I want to do this instead. Right. And if hopefully they're not like swallowed in debt. You know, like right. something like that. And then, well, I think so then you get, you get some of these of doctors though, man, I've been to some really cool seminars that dudes, this is their life, you know, putting on seminars for like that rock tape company. Oh yeah. 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 It seems like all oh, these people have like taped stuck to them. That seems hokey, right? Like that company is on to some crazy stuff about what your body does when yeah. when you apply that tape to it it's not like just put the tape on there like so they're controlling like movement patterns in your body off of that tape but they've got to sell it too you know what i mean so True. like I, there's yeah. a lot of it this bullshit application you see on people and it's just chiropractors or whoever are yeah there's a lady on my you, route every they, day they she walks her dog she's got tape on her shoulder or on her other shoulder yeah. or elbow and stuff but and like uh if it's someone who knows what they're doing with that stuff man that's what really changed my foot i was able to so i would do a bunch of different release techniques to it to get it all like you know loose again and then i would put that tape on there and it was like it gave me neurofeedback i could feel the tape you know and that made me be more aware of the foot and make it start working again. And I started yoga with this chick who's probably 50 something. And her whole gig was, uh, she would help people post stroke. She really liked to help people like learn to walk again and stuff like that. I'm uh -huh. like, I'm your guy, you know? Right. And I could tell she was like, what does this dude want to do with this class? It was this class. The yoga class I would go to is all like all old people right. of like, all types of like the most mixed up crowd of old people. Cause once you get old, man, you're all just here being old together, you know, like, right. and so it would be me and all of these super old people. And I would go religiously like three times a week and just, she would make me like lay there and listen to my feet, blah, 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 this stuff. And I'm like, this guy, I don't know. I still like, who knows it's, if it's works and how can you study that? You right. Know? But at the time, man, it's what I needed. And, uh, but, so that's kind of where I'm at now with training stuff is I, yeah. I try to blend those two things. Like this is what I know about building muscle and, and, and maintaining health. And then this is what I know about like super hippie shit, <laughs> like wear, wearing hippie shoes and, yeah. and, and breathing into your balls and stuff. So. Yeah. <laughs> What breathing, breathing into, into your, your balls? Uh, yeah, that's one of my coaches is big on breathing into your balls, and it's just it's a deep breath, you know, just breathe until you feel it, feel in, it your balls. in your balls. You really? Know? Yeah, they blow that all that shit up. Your lungs are massive, dude. Yeah, they're just contained by 
your ribs and all that muscle squeezing on them. And a lot of what squeezes those muscles is I think tension, like just nervous tension. Like, Oh shit, I got to go to work in the morning. I got this. The kids are doing this. Everything starts to squeeze your ribs in on you. And you know, you can blow it up. But some of these breaths I take like today, you know, at that kid's birthday party, they had a new floaty thing. I blew it up in like six breaths. People were like, what the hell is going on here? You know what I mean? (laughs) But it's like, once you learn how to manipulate your lungs and stuff, man, it's a different ball game. It's right. like you're, you're, it's like you're you're swimming with more air. You know, like yeah. you, it's neat. It's neat stuff, man. I recommend it to anyone. Like the Wim Hof method stuff's real. It's yeah. Just, I'm gonna look that stuff up. I know. It's real hippie shit too. Yeah. You know, it's there's a lot of it's like you're listening to the dude. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah, yeah. I see your aura and stuff. Okay, right. but as far as like a powerful dude to like get to hear talk in person and stuff, like it's worth the ride. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I I really want to do Colorado this year, but it's probably just not in the cards. Realistically, yeah. with the kids, we're spending money right. like crazy on the new house that we didn't yeah. plan on. So that's I can't wait. We're doing this uh, <laughs> NHL rink trip, and I can't wait to make it out to uh, what? an avalanche. We're going to um, multiple all rinks. Yeah, yeah, we're going to all the NHL rinks. So no, there's like, 30, 30 NHL teams. So we're going to start going. We already did uh, Two. We did Columbus and Chicago this year, which is obvious. We went to the Winter Classic, which mm-hmm. was in uh, Notre, Dame. Notre Dame Stadium. Um, and then, yeah, like we're just going to we're gonna go to all the NHL rinks. It's like a bucket list rink tour is what I call it. So we'll hit like Nashville. has got a team, Florida. Like we'll hit all those down in Florida, like Tampa Bay and the Panthers are down there. Uh, Colorado, you got Colorado Avalanche, the Las Vegas Knights. Like we're just going to go. And it's just me and her and, you know, something so, to do, so, man. That's, so that's what's what, your, what, so that's, like Chicago's like your team though. Yeah. Like right? when I was, when I got into hockey, uh, there was a goalie named Ed Belfour played for the Chicago Blackhawks. I used to, um, I was the fat kid. Right. So when Fair I started enough. playing hockey, Early. they, yeah, they put the fat kid in goal. So you might've had to be a goalie sometime, right? Soccer or anything? Definitely in soccer, yeah. Yeah, like they're like, hey, Zach, you're bigger. Get in goal. So I was that guy. You can't run as far. Yeah, you can't (laughs) run as fast. You're not going to work. Just get in goal. There's water and snacks back here. You take up more (laughs) space. Yeah, Yeah. you take up more space. Just get in there. And so I, like, liked it. And then uh, with Ed Belfort, I followed him. And I used to VHS, videotape all the Blackhawks games. And I would, like, study. Like, hit record? Yeah, like record. And then I would like watch just him. Like I would just focus on him during the game and learn how to play goaltending, the position, like a wide five-hole stance. These, this is all goalie terms. Like, So do you still have crazy flexibility in your hips? Yeah, like I, I can remember do the splits. That. Like I'll do the splits. Like I, you know, guys at dude. work, they'll they'll take a collection. It's worth money like, in the gay bar market, dude. Yeah, like I'll do this from experience, bro. <laughs> so yeah so like chicago was it man and so i liked him as a goalie i liked the blackhawks logo i just liked it my dad was a fan of the city and you know so that that was it that's why i got the whole tattoo sleeve i'm like you know i'm gonna pay some uh pay some respects to that city i I didn't i like i like chicago man we go up there you know we've been up there uh since we've been together a few times and it's just it's a fun city it is man i got to do a little bit of growing up in and around yeah like if we didn't have kids we talked that we would probably live downtown in one of those high-rise buildings in a loft you know where you can just like hey let's go have sushi tonight out and down the street you know it's like that busy it's yeah, just, there would yeah. always be like hardcore bands that we would want to see that played up there. And at the time, like Cincinnati didn't really have the best. 
Yeah, Chicago was. So I would like lie to my mom about staying somewhere and drive to Chicago to see some band. Really? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, multiple times, man. It was like this. To me, when we were kids, Chicago was like this, like. It was like this real city. Yeah. It was like up yeah. there. Oh, yeah. You know, and then uh, when my dad was working barges, he he lived in Joliet, like outside of Chicago, uh-huh. because he could get to the river real quick and right. and worked on those locks and stuff. Yeah. And so, yeah, I there was a few summers I got to spend up there, like just right. trolling around. Like being, oh, it's fun, dude. Yeah. Like when I was in college, yeah. I went to the Art Academy of Cincinnati and uh, – like my first year there, uh, they had a trip to Chicago to visit all the art museums. And uh, we were taking a bus, a charter bus, and it was, you know, a couple hundred bucks or whatever. And I was like, you know, I want to do this. I went to Chicago. They dropped us off. Like we spent the whole day in Chicago. We drove that morning, watched the movie on the bus. It was cool. It was a whole class. And then you get there, they drop you off. They go, okay, it's it's uh, 9 o'clock in the morning. We're going to meet back at the bus at 11 o'clock. You have two hours go to the museum and have fun. Here's a paper. If you want to do this stuff, you know, it'd be like questions or whatever. And, uh, we just fucking dip. Like yeah. We would just, okay. And Absolutely. then they would drop us off and we'd walk the city. What do you think? I'm Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We didn't go to the museum. So <laughs> the whole, I spent the whole, the whole yeah. time up there, like just checking out the city, going down, uh, Michigan mm-hmm. Avenue, Checking out the Ferris wheel, doing all that stuff, you know, and, yeah, man. and the Navy Pier. And so I just, I love that city. It it's was still it's a serious fun. tower to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. 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 Was, I hate that shit, man. When you have like these stadiums and they change the names yeah. of them. Like, well, I guess my that's, dad, that's what happens yeah. when you let corporations yeah. put their name on it. And that goes into oh, this <laughs> deeper taco. To me, like the Sears Tower, like understanding the history of that to me is one of the coolest things I think that like a young kid could see to see like hey man this is how shit used to have to work like everyone would have to come into this one giant building where people all over the world had a magazine that they ordered shit out of right Right. like that's why that place is there it's so crazy to me yeah but man it's that view is killer it's hard to be to sears yeah, yeah. Rest in peace hey man i bought some shit from sears today and swallows outlets dog how about swallows remember that shit swallows i think i still was probably a country boy at the time oh you were i, I never heard of swallows so, yeah, no we had we had something called the big blue out, out in lordsburg indiana big blue yeah man it was just a big blue pole barn really yeah and it was like it was like pre any like infiltration of like anything corporate into into yeah. that part of indiana yeah. and uh <laughs> yeah dude we had like a big blue like hardware store basically and there was a kroger i mean kroger was there kroger kroger was early on right but uh yeah dude <laughs> yeah that's uh i don't remember swallens yeah swallens so. was around here but we had uh woolsworth woolworth woolworth yeah it was called woolworth we had that too i used to skate to iga with my icp friends to get fago no lies fuck yeah because iga (laughs) was the only place around here that had fago and that key lime pie son yeah until uh meyer (laughs) every place had it where i lived Uh, until meyer came in so you you lived in detroit until you were like a teenager i was 20 until i met him 20 i met him here and then i moved here for him what were you doing here from there what uh i used to work you didn't have you Oh, I don't know the story. Of All right, we're going to go over this story real quick. We went on a previous podcast. An abridged so, version of how you ended I up. I used in to be in a rap group, right? Oh, I'm aware. I, you, 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 you. Slaughterhouse. <laughs> I, I, do you have any of my old shit? I feel like at one time we entrusted each other with old mixtapes. I, be- I, like, I believe you did too. I feel like you probably had some like. 
and I even old think, hardcore bands of mine or something. I even think you offered it up to me when you had that CD stomper. Oh, that was back in the day that, yeah. that I had the CD stomper thing. You just saw the pictures that we were moving. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we talked CBC. about that because that's how we pressed our CDs up. So, yeah. so I was in a rap group in Cincinnati. You were like the chainsaw at, guy. Yeah, but we were at a we were at, <laughs> <laughs> we were at a concert. A twist was it twisted or I yeah, it was twisted. It was twisted. We were at a twisted concert, and my rap group, well, our record label, we made our record label called Bloodstain Records, and we had another group oh, on our record label, and we were there to see the concert, and she came in with her group. She used to manage a group from Detroit called mm -hmm. Bedlam. And they were down here. They drove down for the Twisted Show to sell CDs. Sell CDs and T-shirts. Just outside? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sling shit. So Dude, that's gangster. I bought CDs from her. how you used to have her. to do it, though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I bought CDs from her. But at that point, I was looking to have some fun, right? Like, I wasn't looking to get tied down. I wanted to be a rapper and have fun. I didn't even what, know him. Whatever came I wasn't, in. I just sold a CD to him. Whatever came into it. He was just a rapper look, from Cincinnati. Look, at, look, I love this view because I always say that she thinks I. So, so here's the, so he was just to me. He was just the guy who was there for the concert. I didn't know anything about him. But she thought I was hot as he, fuck. He is the first I mean, guy I, I, I sold CDs so to, right? So then I was selling hey. CDs, and then when I went home, like I talked to him because I was looking for Bedlam at the end of the night because I stayed. They went to the hotel, and I stayed on the bus. So then, uh. I asked him if he knew where my friends were. That was our only interaction besides selling the CD and me asking where things were. So I went home and then a guy who was on another, who was in a group that was on his label signed our message board on Facebook. And it just had the bloodstained logo, which was the shirt he was wearing. And I said, hey, that guy I talked to was wearing that shirt. I'll check out that band. I had no idea he was a rapper at the time. No idea. And then I went there, and he was there, and I was like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, she sent me a, was it an Oh, you see, so you thought he was like the, you thought he was like the Puff Daddy, right? No, like I a, didn't. He was just the record label guy, she right? No, I, no, I didn't know what he was at all. So it's like, you're wearing that shirt, like, or you're wearing that hat. Does that right. mean you're part of Warhouse? Like, I had no idea. He's just right. wearing a shirt. No, so I had I no idea. So that guy signed the thing. With the Arnold. Yeah. 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 So, like, I, he signed the thing, and I was like, oh, I should check out that, see what they are, because we're always looking for new talent, right, to sign to, the, to our label. So then I went there, and I seen him, and so I was like, hey, how you doing? So then we started talking for, like, a month. He came to Detroit and visited me. Um, and I, and so we met at the end of September. He came and visited me at the end of October. That's a long and, drive for a visit. Buddy. So you knew it was and going down. I was down. down for every... Oh. You knew it was going down. Yeah, these he, messages, so it was going down. He stayed for yeah. the weekend. And that's all I was planning on, and then I and fell And this is before you could send dick pics. Yeah. So, well, yeah. you could. Instant <laughs> messenger. In she mail. sent me a booby pic. <laughs> scan them. You got to scan them. She sent me a booby pic, dude. Dang. And I was like, all right, that, I can work so with like this. Hi, modern hieroglyphics is how you yeah, guys hooked so, up. So then we moved in together March. <laughs> so we met like officially in person, hung out in October, moved in together in the middle of March. My sister had a, uh, had a kid at since. that time, right? My sister had a, my nephew and he was young and he would get up every morning and fucking hit the pots and pans. And I was sleeping in right. the basement at my mom's house. And I was like, I was telling her like, I got to get out of here. She, Like my mom for the record at the beginning, 
wasn't a fan of her because she thought, I deserve better. David, you deserve better. You That's need, all moms. You don't need trash right. from Detroit. I was trash from Detroit. You don't need trash right. from Detroit. And I'm like, Mom, Detroit's I, kind of I trashy. love this girl. Shout out to Detroit. <laughs> so I was I, like. I, stay, I, yeah. I came down at like Thanksgiving time or something to like visit his family. And I stayed down for like a week. Yes. And when I was there, he had to go to work. So I was just at their house by myself. Right. And so he said, I'll call you when I'm on lunch or whatever. So the phone rings at their house. So I answered it. And it was like his mom. It was my aunt. Yeah. It was my aunt. So she was Shout like. Shout out to Aunt Kelly if like, you're uh, listening. <laughs> it, I think it was cousin Kelly, actually. I think it was Aunt Kelly. So she was like, she's like, uh, is Brenda there? I go, no, she's at work. She was like, is Dave there? I'm like, no, he's at work. And he's like, so you're there by yourself? I'm like, yeah. And I felt like she thought I was stealing like their forks and knives and shit. Like, yeah. Because you answer the phone. It was yeah. so weird. When she you're was like, you're there places. by yeah. yourself. Yeah. Like, what are you doing by yourself? I get it. Like, She's oh. like the wet bandits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's so weird. Her. Yeah, but, he trusts yeah. her. But we've been together ever since then. So yeah. that's I mean, how it was great. It was yeah. the greatest. When that was I went my up first there. time in Cincinnati. Yeah. Like, I had never been to Cincinnati before. Yeah. When I went up there on the blind date, man, I had like the greatest time in my life. Like at that point of time, like we played laser tag for like fucking three hours, dude. Like we went to a smorgasbord. It's athletic. We went to a, oh, dude. <laughs> it is though. It was. It is. We man, went to, that's neat though. Yeah. That's so that neat. was it. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So that was our thing. Yep. All so. through loving hip hop. Yeah. Loving hip hop. <laughs> Pretty much. That's it. Uh, yeah, so, but so, he was always more the ICP fan. I was always more the Twisted fan. Yeah. I still go to Twisted shows. I was gonna stuff. say that was I ran into you. I don't know if you remember because you were like being an adult. Where oh, I had my child at uh at uh what was it the the I saw you at, at Twisted was at uh Bogart no the tour the Warp tour this year right oh wasn't that who oh you were there yeah. To see? yeah 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 I totally forgot about that you looked like you were having a great time. I was like, she was. I was in the sun with a five-year-old who really wanted a snow cone. Yeah, yeah, man. It was. Uh, I wanted him to go to Warp Tour just to check it out. You yeah. know, Did he like since it? it's the last one. Uh, I mean, how old is he? Six now. He's six. Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I took him. But man, it was brutal hot. It was brutal oh, hot. Was I was like, this hot. is a music festival, son. Yeah. Why do they put it on the blacktop instead of the grass? I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of other places to have this. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was. That, and that's where Twista was playing, was out on those uh, those two stages yeah, right man. next to each other. That was horrible. We were, like, up on the stairs, you know, on the lawn thing. They had yeah. the stairs going up to it because it has, like, the wood overhangs. So yeah. there would be, like, a smidge of shade that you could get, like, this much of your face out of the sun. So we yeah. were all just huddled on the stairs, like... We need a break. We need the a break. The shows now, dude, are worth it. Like, sound quality has never, like, was never been this good. And, you know, like, and, like, when, like, I'm not, like, a Twisted fan. You know, I probably couldn't name one song. But I've always thought, if it's on, I'm like, this guy, like, beat from hell. You know, like, yeah. the beats are always good. But, like, when they came on, I was like, dude. Like, it was roaring o over, like, everyone there. So, Don't lie, man. You got twisted so, shit at home. I you might, bumped man. that shit on I your might. way. You probably got CD in the player. In the <laughs> I, might, I might on the way home for a good time. Yep. For a good time. Yeah, we like, were, rock we, the dead. Yeah, we were waiting. Uh, we wanted to head out, but we were waiting for uh, Necrogoblicon was playing at 530. So, we are waiting for them. I'm not familiar. Yeah, you should check them out. They're hilarious. Yeah. I, I took the kid to see the, the Interrupters, which is, like, it's like that's his band, man. It's if you're familiar, it's like a ska band. Yeah, they were in the um, weren't they in the, the PNZ? Yeah, the pavilion, part, which part. is nice because it was like Shade air conditioned, and, and it's a ska band, so it's like it's not like you got 
like tough dudes up in here. Like yeah. I, I walked I, up to the front with my kid on my shoulders. Like this is the very front. How are you? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm thinking real big fish. The, I'm well, like yeah. they were there, but yeah. we couldn't stay because it was nine o'clock and five year olds wilt in the sun, dude. He was oh, done. Yeah. He was yeah. done like two bands in, you know, Legend. and yeah. so, but I mean, it, it's, it's all I could ask for out of the experience, but it was, it kind of was like a cap for me. Like I, a warp Tour was a big deal when I was a kid, you know, we yeah. would go to like all of them and, right. you know, and there was always something crazy going That's on. That's how there. ICP was for me. Yeah. Like, I've probably been to 40, 50 shows. Wow. Like, yeah. Just all nonstop. That's all we did. Like juggaloing. Yeah. Did you dude. paint your face? Oh, yeah. Wow. I got fucking pictures. If you want, after the podcast, yes. I can bust out pictures. You can see me at like Man. 14 with a fully painted face, dude. drinking Fago. No. Yeah. Fucking hardcore. But, you know, at the time, it was like. The diabetes part, involved with Fago. Part yeah. of something. He well, switched the, to diet. Dude, Jade was just talking <laughs> about you're today. you're going to if you have diet Fago. Jade was yeah, just talking today to about fucking uh, how much sugar is in ketchup. Oh yeah, it's in everything, man. Yeah, it is sugar, in everything. Sugar. It's like it's like cheap currency, dude. Yeah. It's cheap easy calories you can trying sell. to kill us, man. It's population <laughs> control. <laughs> Just wait, <laughs> man. I mean, who knows, dude? I believe in go. anything. I'm opening up the book. They'll be man. like, they won't even know they're dying. They're just gonna be like, this right. is delicious. No, it's. I think that's the catch, man. Plus, they get money it's, from it's, your it's insurance the, company. It's the, it's the hidden hand, dog. Like they got to tell you what they're doing. Like, yeah, of course, everyone knows this shit's bad for you. We're all addicted to it. Come yeah. on. You ever add like ice cream after a huge meal? It's the shit. It's, it's like it's like people who are on heroin are like, I know this is totally bad for dude, me. Dude, now right. I want a fucking like, malt from EBF. Yeah. yeah, see, and that's what I mean. The, the fasting things made me be able to really check myself, but that's like I can like fantasize about food and just be like not interested. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like maybe that it, it, I definitely had like a food addiction issue. You know what I mean? Right. And it probably was like the demise of a lot of my athletes. But I don't think you're the only one to be honest. Yeah. I think a lot no. of people have I think it's everybody. I think yeah. it's shit yeah. that's in the food that makes you feel yeah. like they talk about carbohydrates and how your body is like on that <laughs> carbohydrate diet because you eat so much bread and shit like mm-hmm. that and pasta. It's like, Not and then just your gut biome. Yeah. Like they're talking about biome, how that, that like shit. controls your yeah. brain. Well, that's kind of what wrecked me after Thailand. So like I had been on the ball and then like I got wicked sick and like lost control of myself. I don't think you got sick from then, Thailand. dude. No. So, so in Thailand was like, right as I had started to turn the corner and get like, really, I'm going to get back in shape again or whatever. Uh-huh. Our first session uh, and I wasn't in great shape there. I, I mean, everyone else had been training hard to go. You know what I mean? And right. I'm like scrambling between houses and trying to. You get know what's the funny? When I seen all those so, pictures and I seen you there, I was like, "Fuck, man! I should have went." Yeah, that would have been fun. <laughs> like yeah, we could have I mean, got it. It's, it's crazy, but it was. A, the first day we went in and did jujitsu on these mats that are outside, and I was like minorly suspect, but I was like in fairy tale land, dude. Like Phuket, Thailand is. Is a resort, I'm sure, did Jeff describe it to you? Yeah. It's a resort that's just, like, everything working out, you know? And the first day I went and rolled real hard, and then, like, I didn't shower right afterwards. I went and jumped in the pool, and I had had, like, an infected hair in my leg when, like, we were getting there. But, yeah, I came down with, like, MRSA, like, super bad. And Holy shit. MRSA's no fucking joke, dude. Well, Jeff didn't. If it wasn't for Jeff, again, I probably would have, like, had really serious issues. But we were on a tour of, like, Thailand. Like, we had, you know, Bangkok. We had a tour guide. She was going to go. We had met her before the last time we were there. She was going to show us around. And Jeff, like, leaned her over to her in the bus at some point and was like, hey, we got to take him to the hospital. 
Cause like, I guess I had just not realized how much I was like deteriorating, like full body, but I thought it was just like, damn, my calf hurts was all I could think about. Like I had this big sore that's like pussing on my leg and, uh, that's just no joke, bro. Yeah, man. But I, I like, as a result of that, I was on, uh, I want to say like 20, 30 days straight of like these brutal antibiotics because they tried like a couple different blends that just didn't work, you know, yeah. to knock it out. I think Marissa, there's only four medicines. I so think. three. So Dade, um, there's like steps actually, to it. Yeah. My son yeah, Dade yeah. got it. And I think he got it from Jeff's place. Like so, when Jet, Dade was training there, you know, cause that's oh, like where you pick back. it up for it. Yeah. Like way back so, when they used to be right well, here. I've Ebenezer. learned a lot about it, dude. So, uh, as a result of having it, because I couldn't shake it after the antibiotics. So it went from having it in my, uh, in my calf, to like, I got a wicked sore under my armpit like a week later. And I was like, oh, I can't go back to training. And then like, you know, it was like an- another week later, I had another sore. And then so I was like getting pounded with antibiotics, you know. So I've had to like rebuild my gut since then. Right. But in the, in the MRSA thing, so it lives in kids' noses right now. Yeah, yeah everybody. Like they said so it's everybody. Like yeah. you could literally like, so the idea is easy for me to say like, oh, it was those mats, but it could have just as easily been like the water I used to wash it out with. Yeah. You know, like they just have different water. Yeah, you don't know what they say. Do, a lot yeah, of it comes from the mats though in the gym so, and sweating yeah, yeah, and like yeah. wrestling and shit like Even that. Even like and, soccer balls in your bag, they say, yeah. because like the inside of your bag doesn't get washed and you don't think about that. Right. You wash all your shit, but, but you, you don't, don't wash, wash the inside, inside of, your bag. of your bag. Yeah, so once and you they, put it in there, it's just so right like yes, yeah, soccer kids will get MRSA on their ears and neck and stuff from like laying on their soccer ball after practice. This ball that's like hit everybody's body and then went in and out of their bag a bunch yeah. of times. And so yeah, it's it's weird, but it was weird to deal with. But yeah, I've got it. I've, I haven't had any of it come back. I think we finally shook it and threw away enough laundry and everything else, man. Because like. All it takes is a little bit of it to get on something, and it yeah. can spread. Yeah, with, so. with Dade, he um he got it in his leg, and then um he had to get put in the hospital because of it. Jeez. And he had to get um IV antibiotic. Oh, dude, he was young. And it was he's like on horrific. the yeah, he's on the like the only one that works for him is the last antibiotic. Uh-huh. So if like that stops working, like he's you just cut screwed. that leg off, bro. Well, so That's they yeah, they yeah. gave us stuff for for and we had to put it in all of our noses for a month. Uh-huh. Yeah. Up in your nose, it was like a gel. Yeah. So everybody had yeah. to put up in, and then Dade ended up getting his ear. Oh. So, so I, had to take I did the nose stuff and I do this, the nose stuff as like part of a regiment now. I wonder if it's the same thing. We're like, I'm sure it is. We're using a pharmaceutical? Yeah. Okay. So, no, I just use like uh, colloidal silver, is like, it's a natural thing that they, it's not that it like kills MRSA, but this shit just doesn't like it. Like, it doesn't, you, you know, like, so I'll squirt some of it on my hands and rub it all over my shins before I put my shin guards on. You think on, that's like, because of what you went through? Like, just... Maybe, but the silver thing is, that's how I found out about the silver thing. So I squirt the colloidal silver up my nose every now and then if I feel like I'm starting to get sick and it's gone. You yeah, know? our and stuff is like a triple antibiotic, kind like of like a... Like a gel, like that's actually yeah, killing you know that, that shit. Yeah, Yeah, it's like a... Uh, neosporin kind right. of like feel and you just put up in yeah your nose. man it's bad news our son got it and that was like that watching them do it was like they had to cut it open you know but they did his in the office they said we could if we stop well, it right now we can we they can. did dades in the office too they yeah. popped it open and then oh, they squeezed it, it out 
and then it like healed over and uh just none of the antibiotics that they had given us Didn't were working yeah. and then the lady was like uh if he doesn't feel better in 12 hours he needs to go to the hospital yeah. and it's like one o'clock in the afternoon i said dave in 12 i go what is this antibiotic going to do in 12 hours and it's going to be one o'clock in the morning we're just taking them now we took yeah. them to the hospital and they brought them right in the emergency room and it was the worst thing i've ever witnessed a nightmare situation bro Dude, no, it's, they were stabbing his leg with a pair of fucking scissors. They cut it yeah. open. To break up the pus pocket. That's what they got to do. But, like, dude, come on, They didn't man. give him It was a bunch of medicine. fucking students, too, yeah. from UC, you know. You should have like, had them do it in Thailand, man. They were all nice to me. It yeah. was like... Uh, they vibrated that thing and warmed it up first, did yeah. all the stuff before they pulled it out. Dude, it was Ugh. like a battlefield medicine. He, they were holding down Poor his guy. chest. He was screaming. He was sweating. Oh, he was, oh. His face was red. Dang. He was crying. And they were just like, you could see the scissors underneath his skin. Yeah. It was just like a legit pair of it's, scissors. And then at the end, they gave him morphine. And they're like, like, he won't remember it. your kid it. get hurt, man. Yeah. It's the worst. It is the worst. I think about the shit I put my mom through, you know? It's like, I got, I got shot when I was real young. You did? So, and, I mean, real young. And you got shot. Got shot, yeah. Shot with a bullet. Yes. And... Like, like not a BB gun? Like no, a like a twenty two. I got shot twice in the chest. And um, <laughs> so, yeah. And, and I missed that part in your growing up life yeah. part. But, <laughs> dude, I've lived like a crazy life, man. And that's what I mean. Like, I, it's, I'm not great at anything. Like, I show up. I'm really into shit for three or four months. And then I'm, but I've lived so many cool lives. But Preach, yeah. man. That's how I am. That's my, <laughs> my, Except uh, for well, I think. Hockey's I think the breadth constant. of knowledge is just important as yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I just, in, it's not, it we used to be I was never satisfied. It used to be I was never satisfied, but yeah. now, like, it's satisfying to do lots of things, you know. But, yeah, when I was a kid, I, I got shot, and it was kind of an out-of-body experience when they had to clean it because, like, they basically have to, like, rotor-rooter the holes, you know, like, right. so through me. And my mom, like, they made, I remember, like, screaming so loud that they were like, you're going to have to leave the room because she right. was, like, horrified and stuff. And I just remember, like, I've blocked that out of my memory hard until I, I think, like, I told, like, close friends and stuff, like, you know, but uh, until I had a kid, I never really took into consideration, like, what that had to do to my, like, what, 20-something-year-old mom, like, right. So shit, we moved out to the country to have this like safe life and he still got in trouble and got shot right. here, you know. So yeah. But then I'm sure to her, like moving into the hood was no was no thing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. I guess she's like, Well, you already got shot, so yeah. got yeah. that off so, the list. Yeah. Life, man. Life is full of some crazy It is, pets. dude. It's crazy. It is. Look, man. It's been it's been it's this been a has long been time. It's three been three hours, hours. and Jeez, eleven I minutes. <laughs> Why? No, no man, this is good. This is what we want, man. Yeah, we want we want to sit down and get to know you and get See? to know everything. No, I think it's on. cool what you're doing too because it's. Uh, I I mean I've thought about it since you asked me, and like it is a way to kind of remember like where we're at right now. You know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of my life that are these cool things that I got to go do and think about, and it's a. Uh, that's why we have you on. It's like, whew, dude, th those memories are going to be going one day with when I go. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they don't go on with you. Right. Yeah. Unless we save them this way. Well, somehow. now you'll always have this podcast. Yes. Maybe. Jeez, I forget That's what I sad. talked yeah. about. Sorry. We'll no, I, did, I didn't out. go into aliens, did I? All right. We didn't nope. get into aliens. We we'll can save next that for, time, though. Yeah, next save time it. we'll get into all that shit. It's a matter of if you want to believe, right? <laughs> That's true. I do. 
Well, it's been fun. I for do. sure. Zach Moody, thank you for coming on, brother. All I right, really sir. appreciate it. I thank you for spending three hours with us. Three man. hours. I'm probably in I trouble. I fucking love it. Yeah. You ain't in trouble. <laughs> Just send her our way. Right. She can have her own show in three weeks. She, she available? Yeah. She can talk all about it. Dude, we, yeah. She knows about some stuff. Yeah. She does. She does. Yeah, man. That's awesome. why when Dave was like, who should I have on? And I was like, I really want uh, Lindsay to have her own show. Because she just knows so much stuff. So not that I don't want she you guys does. together, but, you know. Hey, we could, I mean, the together would be, the, the then we could get into, like, things that I'm not sure if we're allowed to talk about without each other, right? Well, here's the deal. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Here's the deal. Probably frowned upon. We do this every other week, brother. So trust me. We're going to do it for a long time. Like, <coughs> hopefully years. That's kind of how I'm looking. Like, something to do. People we meet on the road, you know what I mean? Like, that's what yeah. we want to do. We just want to sit down and talk to our friends because we have a lot of interesting friends. And I think people want to hear it. about it, hear their stories, man. And it gives me and her something to do and get you guys out there. Brother, I love you right coming on. in, man. Thank right. you for sharing your story. Talking to us. We'll get you back on here. I'm Dave. And I'm Jade. And this was A Spouse. We're out. Later. Hey, thanks for listening to A Spouse Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoy recording them. I just want to take a minute here to make sure that you follow us on all our other socials. On Instagram, you can follow us on at A Spouse Podcast. That's E-S-P-O-U-S-E-D Podcast. That's the same on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you want to send us a message, go ahead and email us at the same Podcast at gmail.com. Remember to rate us on your favorite podcast platform. Yeah. Five and, stars. And, and when, yeah, definitely five stars. Uh, and the email, leave us the negative stuff. <laughs> but make sure you rate us good. Yeah. And don't forget to follow some of our other uh, podcast homies. Uh, my other podcast, Best Friend Show Podcast, with uh, retired pro wrestler, hardcore Heather Owens. And then also uh, our Best Friend Show Podcast, Yoda uh, Defect at Wicket 101, um, where you can view live on the Magic Ninja Entertainment Channel. Okay.